welcome in to Loveland Tigers football here on ESP Media. Alongside Brock Faulkner, I'm Jason Griefer. So delighted to be here with us on the home opener for the Tigers as they take on the Warriors of Lebanon High School. And each team looking to get to 1-1 one one on the season. Lebanon dropped their opener by a score of 34-20 against Kings a week ago. And also, as we, as you know, as you were with us a week ago, Loveland took one on the chin in the season opener against Sycamore, falling by a score of 50-20. But it's a new day. We're here on the home turf. And uh, an exciting night here, needless to say. And a packed crowd here, Brock. Big-time environment. Weather looks like it's going to cooperate nicely. Looks like we're set for another good night of football. Absolutely. We got uh, the... Little uh, little league footballers out here. We got a pack stands, and it should be a really good night for the home opener here for the Tigers. Good crowd for Lebanon. They've brought some fans here as well. It's youth night. It's also charity night here at this facility as the Loveland Tigers take the field and try to get Andy Cruz his first win of the season. Area here, they're on the field now. You hear those fireworks going off in the distance. So. Uh, as we get into this, Brock, I think one of the things we were talking about last week as the fireworks show continues, and everybody's looking that way, one of the things to keep an eye on in this one, we saw in the first really quarter and a half against Sycamore, we saw the Tigers really play kind of tentative as they were trying to do things too well instead of just relaxing and let the game come to them. And by the time they settled in, it was, our, it was too little too late. D don't need to see that again here tonight for Loveland. Yep, yep, you're absolutely correct, Tom. It looked like they came out. They were trying to be perfect. They had the, the first game jitters there. And um, as soon as the game got going and about 10 minutes in, they loosened up and started moving the ball and putting together some really good drives. Last year, a nail-biter between these two. Lebanon defeated the Tigers by a score of 15-13. to 13. So hopefully we have another strong outing here tonight, a good close game. It was a beautiful night for football. Stands are packed. We're just about ready to go. We'll take a break, and when we come back, we'll get you the coin toss and the kickoff. It's week two, Lebanon, Loveland, here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. This is Jerry Snodgrass, Executive Director of the Ohio High School Athletic Association. One of my longstanding goals is to help people understand that high school sports are about so much more than wins and losses. The OHSAA promotes education-based athletics, where sports are an extension of the classroom. Our schools all want to win. There's no doubt about it. But at the end of the day, it's all about sportsmanship, leadership, and making certain that academics are a priority. Thank you for your support of high school sports in Ohio. Abco Pavement Services, LLC, has been doing commercial asphalt, concrete, and ceiling work since 1962 in the tri-state area. Our valued customers include Home Depot, United Dairy Farmers, C.B. Richard Ellis, Town Properties, and Fifth Third Bank, to name a few. We strive to provide professional service, communication, and project management for all of your commercial concrete and pavement maintenance needs. Go Abco Pavement Services. Budget Door of Cincinnati has you covered. We specialize in repair and installation of commercial doors, security gates, and dock levelers. With affordable rates, 24-hour commercial service, and free replacement quotes, Budget Door can help you with any of your dock or door projects. Have an issue with your home garage door or opener? Budget Door can help with that, too. Servicing the tri-state area for over 30 years, Budget Door offers quality service at a budget price. Call 513-851-6644 to schedule your door repair or replacement today. 
Welcome back to Loveland High School as the Tigers and the Warriors just about set for the kickoff. As we were talking before the break, Brock, just a, a wonderful crowd here at Loveland High School on the home opener, really on both sides. I mean, this we're at near capacity looking down below us on the Loveland side. They look across the way, the, the Lebanon Warriors contingent, they brought a strong crew as well. And that's what you like to see, especially early on as the season goes along. Teams and everybody and fans still trying to work themselves into football. And here it is week two, and we're at a near sellout. Yep, the, the Loveland fans here look like they're excited to see what Andy Cruz and his new offense has to offer. And uh, the Lebanon side over there, I know the student section came out strong tonight, and it looks like mm, I just see a little bit of stand showing over there. So we got two good crowds for a good football game. Lebanon won the toss, and they have deferred to the second half. Lebanon wearing all white uniforms with maroon helmets and numbers. And Loveland in the home black uniforms, black jerseys, orange numerals with black helmets and white pants. And we are just about set to go. Dylan Ray will kick it off for the Warriors. Back deep for the Tigers is Tyler Lake. And we'll, we'll get a look immediately at this Loveland offense has struggled to get going early. Found their way second, really in the second quarters when they did their most damage against Sycamore a week ago. They'll look to get off to a better start here today. And it's week two. Maybe we'll see Andy Cruz huddle his team. Probably not. We're set for a good night of football. The Loveland student section is packed. The Lebanon student section, they're pretty full as well as Ray steps up. And we are underway. And a short kick off to the left side is going to be fielded by the up man for Loveland. And he'll go out of bounds at the 38-yard line. That is Ethan Lund. So terrific field position. Not sure if that was the plan for Lebanon and head coach Matt Hopkins. But nevertheless, good field position to start for the Tigers. Yeah, it was very interesting there, too. Liam Hamill, their, their pretty much go-to running back, wasn't out there for the kickoff like he was uh, every every time last game against Sycamore. We're right, taking a look at the Tigers as they take the field. In fact, I do not see Liam Hamill on, this, on the field for this first play here. Chase Cloud, or Calvin Cloud, beg your pardon, the uh, the signal caller for the Tigers. He'll go five wide, three to his left, two to his right. We saw a lot of this last week. We're likely to see it all season long on the first snap. Cloud into the middle. That is caught. And a gain of about five to the 45-yard line. Bailey Jackson on the catch. Saw this. He was a preferred target of Cloud last week. Just some issues trying to get the ball trying to get the ball down to him. Cloud being six foot five and Jackson being five foot seven. Right back to the huddle. Come the Tigers on second and five. Once again, three receivers to the left. Now Lodor moves in from the slot in, left into the middle. And a handoff will be taken up the middle by the Tigers, and that is Mason Moore, the junior tailback, a gain of one to the right side. And uh, Brock, I'm looking at the sideline here, and uh, I, I don't see Liam Hamill on the sideline. Maybe I'm just missing him. There, okay, you pointed him out to me. He's standing behind the coaching side, so not sure what the issue is why Hamill's not on the field in this first possession. Third and four, Tigers need to get to midfield. Handoff, no, faked it out to the left side. Lodor has it. Going to be gang tackled about a yard shy of the line to gain. Passes a little high and wide. It'll bring up fourth and one, and Andy Cruz will have a decision here. And here comes Liam Hamill onto the field, and I would expect Loveland's going to go for this with Hamill on the field now at fourth and one. Yeah, and this would be a great time for Loveland to set the tone right here if they get this on fourth down and get the crowd into it. Fourth and one from their own 49. The Tigers go for it. The direct snap is to Hamill, left side, and bump down. I think the second effort is going to get it just across midfield for the first down. Lebanon doesn't think so, but the far side official says move the chains. That was close. 
A good effort to try and bring him down on the far side by Dalton Hedges, the outside linebacker for the Warriors. And before we can finish that play up, we're ready to go again. Cloud looking left side with the pass out. It's complete to Lund. Ethan Lund to about the 42 and a half of Lebanon, called a gain of seven. Nice, easy throws early to get Cloud settled in. Yep, they're going with a easy just run five yards, turn around and, and catch the ball just to get them kind of in rhythm and hopefully then it'll open up something for a deep deep ball here soon. Hamill lines up in the right side slot. We'll see if they run him down the seam. They had a couple of opportunities last week that Cloud missed. It is second down and we'll call it three as Jackson comes in motion on the right side. Down the middle, open is Lodor. Austin Lodor has it down the seam and he will take it to the distance for the touchdown. Lodor just leaked out from behind and a complete bust in coverage. And Calvin Cloud hits Austin Lodor from 42 yards out and Loveland immediately strikes. Yeah, you called it there, right down the seam, just like last week, had him open, missed a couple times, but he did not miss today. Nice job by Lodor to bring that one in at good speed to finish it off. That was well done. Logan Farnsworth on for the extra point, was two for three a week ago on extra point tries. This one is up. And Farnsworth, absolutely no problem. A picture-perfect start for the Tigers this time as Cloud finds Lodor from 42 yards out, 9.52 to go in the first quarter. It is Loveland 7, Lebanon nothing here on ESP Media, powered by Sodarm Sports. Enjoying tonight's broadcast but missed the first 30 minutes? No need to worry. Appointment listening for all ESP Media broadcasts can be found at soundcloud.com backslash ESP Media or subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Search for ESP Media. Appointment listening by ESP Media since 2010. It didn't take long for the Tigers to please the home crowd here at Loveland High School as Calvin Cloud finds Austin Lodor down the middle for a 42-yard touchdown reception. And it only took two minutes and eight seconds for Loveland to go 61 yards and put it in the end zone. Now it's Lebanon's turn to try and respond. Farnsworth will tee it up for the Tigers. It's like Blake Lamb and Lucas Parlett will return for the Warriors. Farnsworth gets everybody set and sends it away. High short kick out to the sideline. Lebanon, smart move to let it go, and a great job on the sideline by Luke Marsh to stand out of bounds when he touched the ball. Therefore, it makes him out of bounds, and it results in a procedure violation against the Tigers. So Lebanon will get much better field position out of it. Heads up play by Luke Marsh. Yeah, interesting. There we're seeing two short kicks back-to-back. Uh, -back. I'm not sure if it's part of the plan or, or if just the wind is kind of messing with them a little bit tonight. Wind is a factor right now, blowing from our le left to right. So right now in the face of Lebanon as they work the opposite way. And a procedure penalty should move the ball up. Right now, ball spot at the 30-yard line. That should be moved as we wait for the, uh, for the signal. Lebanon will have Ethan Marsh start at quarterback the senior also plays some defensive back just 5'9 170 pounds he can do 
He can do a little bit of both. He can run it. He can throw it. Threw for 134 last week. Also ran for 74 and a couple of scores. So the ball moved up to the 35-yard line. 4-11, and they'll play it from the left hash. Four wide receivers, two to either side. Keith Farr in the backfield alongside Marsh. Marsh looking to the far sideline for an adjustment. Keith Farr, similar size to Hamill, around at 6'1", 190-pound mark. He looks like a giant next to Marsh, who goes just 5'9". On first down as the sun peers through, Marsh pass out to the wide side. It is caught, evading one man and moving forward for about a game. Gain of about a yard and a half as Lucas Talby could have been a loss of three or four, but he was able to elude the first effort of the Tigers' defense. And much like we saw last week with the Loveland opponent, this one here, Lebanon, not huddling up either. Starting to see a few sprinkles come down here. Still bright sunshine, though. We've got one dark cloud overhead. Handoff off to the right side. It is Keith Farr, and he picks up about six to the Lebanon 43-yard line. It'll be a gain of it'll be a gain of six, as I said. It'll be about third and two from that spot. There's one dark cloud hanging right over the top of the stadium here on the Loveland side, and it's putting out a few sprinkles, but the, the field is still bright sunshine. Third down, and they'll actually call it three for the Warriors from the 42. Marsh fakes the handoff, going to keep it himself. Left side, now going to bounce out to the right side. Has a blocker out wide, and Marsh has a first down and more as he crosses into Loveland territory for the first down. Great block by Colton Quantz on the right side. The offensive lineman to seal that edge to let Marsh get out to the outside. Yeah, and I'm not sure if that was planned or because he went to the left a little bit, and Loveland bottled it up, and he just made something out of nothing there and got a pretty nice game. The ball will be spotted at the Loveland 44-yard line. On the run from Marsh. Again, a dual threat kid. Did throw a pick six last week in the loss to Kings, in which Lebanon fell behind 24-0 in the second quarter before falling by 14. From the pistol, Marsh goes now as far, takes the handoff up the middle. Ball oh. comes out, and I think Loveland has it, and they do. Far just carried that ball into the middle. Brock almost like a loaf of bread. It got poked out, and Loveland forces the turnover. Yeah, we're seeing a completely different Loveland team than we saw last or last week. They're fired up, ready to play here on both sides of the ball. Nate Holman really fired up as he came off the field. He was one of the first one in on the stop. Much more fired up in a good way Loveland is here today, as we talked about, trying to do things a little too perfect a week ago. This time, settled down. They're playing with high intensity, but they're also playing within themselves early on. So with 8.42 to go in the first quarter, Loveland has the ball right back as some light rain continues to fall here, and yet we've got the sun on the field. Cloud sends Lodor from the left side to the right. He'll line up as a de facto tight end. Hamill goes in motion to the left. They'll swing it out to Liam Hamill. This will count as a run. Hamill left side is knocked out of bounds at about the 46-yard line, calling a gain of five. So for whatever reason, Hamill not on the field for the first two plays from offense, but he's been in there ever since. They'll now spot the ball at the 47 of Loveland, so it'll be second and four. With 8.35 to go in the first quarter, and Tigers leading 7-0. Cloud rolling out to the right, trying to sneak up the middle to the left side. Cloud, not much room to maneuver. He may have fallen forward for a gain of a half a yard. He was brought down on the play by Jonathan Banks. It'll bring up third down. That was a good decision there, just to tuck it and try to get back to the line of scrimmage. Just as Lebanon's defense was all over the wide receivers there. Back to the action here. Cloud lines up in the pistol to begin with. As Luca Aquilino 
in there. Now Hamill's in behind. And Hamill shifts from the pistol to Cloud's left. It is third down and four. Jackson comes in motion. The handoff is to Hamill up the middle. Liam Hamill looking for space. Nothing there. He's brought down right at the line of scrimmage. Dalton Hedges again in on the stop. It'll be fourth down and about three. And similar spot to where Loveland was on their first drive, and it looks like Andy Cruz is going to keep the aggression on. He's going to leave the offense on the field on fourth down from his own side of midfield. I like it. You have the momentum. Why not keep trying to go with it? Fourth down and three. Cloud has five wide receivers, three to his right, two to his left. Cloud sends it out to the left side. High pass, and that's not going anywhere. It's going to be a turnover on downs. The pass really threw the timing off of it as he was trying to get it to Breckland Sharkley out there. Sharkley had to jump up for it. And by the time he came down with it, there were three Warriors defenders waiting for him. So it's a turnover on downs, but you still like the call to go for it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're they're at midfield, and they have all the momentum going with them. Um, the Lebanon sideline, I mean, they're all sitting down right now. Not a lot of energy over there, so uh, why not try to go for it there and try to take him out of this first half right off the bat? So Loveland gives the ball up. Lebanon takes over on the – Loveland 47-yard line with 7.26 to play in the first quarter, trailing 7-0. Marsh in the gun. We'll hand off to Farr. Left side, flag on the far side as Farr gets across the 40 to the 39-yard line. The far side official dropped the flag immediately upon the snap. And we'll wait for the call as the line judge gives it into our head official here. Look. It'll be an illegal procedure penalty against the Warriors, so it'll back them up five into their own territory and make it first and 15. Not sure if they just didn't have somebody lined up correctly on the far side, not enough people on the line, whatever the case may be. It's a five-yard penalty it, to the benefit of Loveland. To the 48-yard line it is now for Lebanon, their own 48, as the clock continues to roll, approaching seven minutes to play in the first quarter. Marsh has far to his right on the gun. Marsh faked to his left. Now he's going to take off and run to the right. There's a lot of space out there. Marsh has a first down and more deep in Loveland territory. Oh, a breakdown defensively for Loveland as Marsh faked a handoff to the left where nobody was and then took off right, and there was no Tiger defender there. A pickup of nearly 20. Again, I'm not sure if that was designed like that or because they had everybody moving left, and then all of a sudden Marsh took off to the right. Gain of 18 on the run for Marsh. As I said, he can run it. He had 74 rushing yards and two touchdowns on the ground last week in the loss to Kings. From the 34 go the Warriors. Marsh in the gun, looking left. Completes it out to the near side to Lucas Talby. Stretched all the way out wide and just nowhere to go. Great job out wide to bring him down on the play. That was Brecken Sharkey on the near side. Bringing him down. Also, DeMargo Johnson in on the stop. Great job by the, those two men to stretch Talbot out wide and not let him turn up the field. It's no game. So second and ten from the left hash as the rain has stopped. Talby goes in motion to the top side and a flag thrown on the near side and a false start will be called against the Warriors. So they'll be backed up five more yards on the second penalty of the drive. It looks like the center and the quarterback were having having a conversation there. They, I don't know if they were not on the same page or, or what exactly happened there. but 
So the penalty backs the ball up to the 39-yard line, where it'll be second and 15 for the Warriors with 6.13 to play in the first quarter. And Lebanon trailing 7 to nothing. Austin Lodor with a 42-yard touchdown catch on Loveland's opening drive. So Marsh from the gun has two receivers to his left, far to his left in the back. Now Talby goes in motion from left to right. Marsh play fake, slant over the middle, too high and nearly intercepted by the Tigers. Out there defending it was Jake Kotsinas. Pass too high for Blake Lamb. And that's hard to do there with Lamb being six foot two, and Marsh just airmailed it. It'll be third down and 15. So now, Brock, but third down and 15 here. If you're Andy Cruz, do you sit back, keep everything in front of you, or do you try and stay aggressive and get after Marsh? Honestly, I don't know because Marsh has been able to make some plays with his feet so far in this game. So I would like to see him bring some pressure, but you can't lose containment either. Three receivers to the right, one to the left. Marsh going to run the option out to the right side. Far dropped the ball again, got it back, but he's going to be slammed down behind the line of scrimmage. Keith Farr having all kinds of ball handling issues. Marsh gave him an easy pitch to catch, and he just dropped it. He was able to come back onto it, but he'll get knocked down back at the 43-yard line. So after Marsh makes a play on a busted play on a, for a long run, the Loveland defense holds. And Lebanon will send on the punting unit. Darian Hughes, who is also playing on the offensive and defensive lines, will punt. And back deep for the Tigers is Sharkley. He'll stand just inside his own 10-yard line. Hughes awaits the snap. Play clock down to one, just barely got off. Low snap through his hands, and Hughes goes from behind at the 35-yard line. He'll try and punt it away and will. And It'll get a great Lebanon bounce. It's going to roll inside the 10 and will be down at the five-yard line, make it the four-yard line. Boy, what great, a great job by Darian Hughes off of a terrible snap. The ball went by him. He was able to recover it and get a kick away. Well, how about that? Wow. Boy, turning nothing into something for the Warriors is Darian Hughes, and his reward is he stays on the field to play defensive line. Well, that had disaster written all over, and Hughes was able to pick it up and punt it away. And it wound up being a terrific punt as Lovin will start at their own four. Well, sometimes the ball bounces your way, and sometimes it doesn't. And that time for the Warriors, it went their way. So Cloud from the gun, standing in his own end zone on first down. He'll hand off to Hamill. Hamill going left side. He's not trying to avoid contact, but he's banged down right at the line of scrimmage. And I think Hughes... The punter for Lebanon was the first one to meet him there on that side for no gain. Good veteran poise from Hughes, the senior, on the punt. And then makes the play on first down. So no gain. It'll be second and ten from Loveland's own four. They'll hand it off to Hamill again. Hamill trying to cut his way to the middle. That's going nowhere in a hurry. He's met initially by Mason DeGenero at the five-yard line and driven back. He'll get a gain of maybe a yard and a half just under the other side of the five-yard line. It'll be third and long for the Tigers with four minutes remaining in the first quarter. This defensive line is doing a good job of hitting Liam Hamill before he gets going, shutting him down as soon as possible. We saw Sycamore really key on Hamill as the game went along that time. Obviously, Lebanon's seen the tape. Now four wide receivers to Cloud's left as he calls out Hedges. It looks like he's coming on the rush. Hamill on the left side slot as the play clock's down to five. 
Does Cloud know it? Down to two. He'll get it off. Hedges with a free rush, and Cloud's going to have to rush off the left side. He's brought down maybe a gain of a half a yard. Interesting there, Brockett. Cloud stepped to the line, called out Hedges on the right side of the line, and Hedges still had a free run, a breakdown up front for the Tigers. Yeah, and that forced Cloud right up into the pocket, and they were able to swarm him there for about a two-yard gain. But. So Ethan Lund will have to punt it away from really the back of his own end zone, and this was an adventure at times for Loveland a week ago. The first punt went over his head for a safety. This one, if it goes over his head, it's going through the end zone. Good snap to him this time, and Lund off the side of his foot. Not a good kick at all. He's going to get a friendly bounce of about 16 yards, but the ball is going to be down to the 32-yard line, so just a 26-yard punt from Lund, and only about 12 of it was in the air. So Lebanon's going to have outstanding field position, all thanks to Darian Hughes and his punt that put Loveland inside their own five-yard line. And now, Brock, I have to think, if you're Matt Hopkins and the Lebanon coaching staff, you have to put points on the board here on this drive. Yeah, this is their chance. Kind of swing the momentum back their way and hopefully get back into this game because so far it's been pretty much all Loveland before that drive. From the Loveland 32, the Warriors will have it. Two wide receivers to either side, far in the backfield to the left of Marsh. Marsh looking to throw. Wants a shot deep down the left sideline. He has a man out there but overthrew him. Blake Lamb had a step on Katsanis and Marsh just missed him. Yeah, he had about five feet of separation between them. Like the play call, too. Take a shot after you got a little bit of that momentum back, but Marsh just not a good throw as he threw it over the top of Lamb, and I don't even know if he would have caught it if he'd have stayed in bounds anyway. It was drifting to the sideline. So second and 10 from the 32. Marsh, it's really same formation. Four wide receivers and far to his left in the gun. Marsh will throw it out to the right side this time. It is caught, but an open field tackle supremely done by DeMargo Johnson as the ball was caught by Seth Myers, and Johnson just formed tackle, went right towards the waist of the receiver and drove him down for a loss of a yard. Yeah, he swarmed him right away, and it was a great decision just to go for the feet, get him wrapped up, and get him on the ground rather than try to go for the big hit. That's, that's, a, that's a play right there you put on a teaching tape. You're going to teach how to tackle in open space. Johnson, a perfect example and it brings up third and 11 for the Warriors. And they've had their chances here in the first quarter, but the Tigers' defense is stiffened when they've had to. Pressure coming. Marsh scrambles, going to throw it deep down the right sideline. Had a man who had just a step on his receiver, but the pressure caused a long throw. He was looking for Nico Smith on the right sideline. But because of the pressure up the middle, he had to throw it, I think, a little earlier than he wanted to and led Smith a little too far. So it's fourth and 11 from the 33-yard line, and I would have to think Lebanon's going to go for this because you're kind of in that no-man territory, would you Would you think? Yeah, it looks like the offense staying on the field, and, and why not? They've had the chances, uh, two overthrows by the quarterback there, so if he can just bring it down just a little little more and he connects on one, it's a touchdown for Lebanon. What do they draw up here on fourth and 11? They need the 22-yard line to keep the drive alive with two or three to go in the first quarter. Marsh, pressure coming. Shot down the seam and over the top of Lamb again. He had a wide open receiver on the left side. That was Lucas Talby as he was running the wheel route and Marsh never looked his way. So the Loveland defense holds once again. We see again, that was a, it looked like the receiver may have had a step, but it was pretty close. But again, just a overthrow. And it looks like Marsh is a, a little antsy in the pocket. Like we saw with Cloud for Loveland have a couple 
of hiccups, if you will, early on in the game, getting used to the pressure and rush some throws. Marsh doing that here. So Loveland will take over at their own 33-yard line with 1.57 to go in the quarter and leading 7-0. Five wide receivers for Cloud. Hamill will line up on the right side slot. Watch for him down the seam. Cloud into the middle instead. Lodor has to go to the turf, and he did not get it as Cloud really threw it right at his feet. Lodor was wide open, and Cloud in six foot five just kind of threw the ball right into the ground at Lodor's feet. It's incomplete. Making it second and ten. Shotgun formation again. Cloud design roll out to the right. Has a man wide open on this side. That is Tyler Lake. Lake breaks a tackle, and he'll have a first down to the Loveland 49-yard line. Another, another easy, safe throw for Cloud here in this first quarter. And it was a good one, too, because he threw it kind of toward his back shoulder, so he turned around, and they could turn up field with it rather than just catching and run right out of bounds. From the Loveland 49, the Tigers have it. Cloud from the gun. Hamill ran into him. That's a live ball. Now let's say it's incomplete. A complete miscommunication on the play as Cloud went to throw it out to the left side. Hamill came charging forward like he was getting the handoff, and they collided right as Cloud was throwing it, and the official did say the ball went forward, so therefore not a live ball. And so, non-surprisingly, Cloud now has an empty backfield on second down, so we don't have that situation again. Cloud fakes the screen to the right and is going down. That is Dalton Hughes that brings him down in the backfield along with Colton Quantz as he faked the screen to the left, or to the right, beg your pardon, looked back to the left, and by the time he did, he was dead to rights in the backfield. Yep, Levin in there bringing a six-man rush and just had him from the get-go. It's a loss of six back to the 43-yard line, making it third and 16 for the Tigers. Four wide receivers out. Now three as Hamill comes into the backfield. Cloud design roll to the left. Busted coverage, busted blocking up front again. He's going down again. This was an issue last week against Sycamore as Cloud is brought down on back-to-back -back plays and the Lebanon defense holds and will force a punt. And it seems like uh, the same thing's working for both defenses. They pressure the quarterback and they're getting getting some good results. Well, that's the third or fourth time, Brock, we've seen Lebanon bring pressure off the right side, and it's been basically a free run at Calvin Cloud. Yep, and they're doing a good job, too, and it seems like they're always bringing pressure on whichever side they're Luca Aquilino, the backup quarterback now into punt as he sends one to the right side. Not a particularly good punt again. He'll send it to the Lebanon 45-yard line. So punting still being searched for by Andy Cruz as neither Ethan Lund nor Luca Aquilino have had good efforts here today. So Lebanon again will get terrific field position with 26 seconds remaining in the first quarter, trailing seven to nothing. Thought we might have seen maybe a little trickery there with Aquilino, the backup quarterback, punting that ball away. But we do not. Now the Warriors offense back on the field with signal caller Ethan Marsh. They'll have Keith Farr onto his left and three wide receivers. Levin lines up with a tight end for the first time. The snap, hand off to Farr. Middle cuts left. Farr's got space. And down the sideline, Farr, 40, 35, 30, deep in Loveland territory and slammed down at the 27-yard line. Big run for Keith Farr, who had over 100 last week in the loss to Kings. Yeah, Farr there was able to uh, kind of jeek Trent Williamson on the line and break loose for a big gain. Also, nice seal on that left side by the left tackle, Eric West. From the 27, Farr gets the handoff again, trying to cut left side. 
dragging defenders, cuts, gets across the 20 to the 19-yard line, eventually wrestled down by Trent Williamson. So he missed them once, but did not get past them that time. And that will be the end of the first quarter. Good action back and forth after the Loveland opening drive score. Both teams' defenses really playing tough. We are at the end of one here at Loveland High School. It's the Tigers 7, the Lebanon Warriors nothing here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Looking for future leaders we can believe in? Look no further than the high school student athletes right here in Ohio. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It includes learning to listen, accepting responsibility, being a good role model, and it's about respect. The result, it transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Welcome back. Second quarter about to begin as teams switch sides of the field. Lebanon will now go from left to right from our vantage point above the uh, press box here at Loveland High School. Packed house. Good to see. On both sides, the Lebanon crowd really has come to, to cheer here today as well. So as we begin the second quarter, it'll be second down and three from the 19-yard line for the Warriors looking to take advantage of another poor punt. And up the middle is Tafar cutting through the middle. He'll have a first down inside the 15, just inside the 14-yard line, brought down on the play by Nate Holman, the defensive lineman. It'll be first down for the Warriors, and they're quickly to the line again. Maybe seeing an advantage they like up front. Here they go. Handoff is Tafar again. Straight up the middle, far inside the five, and he'll set the Warriors up first and goal. The interior of the line right now just open and gaping holes in Lebanon right to the line. They've seen advantage. And they're going to quickly go at it again. Three receivers. Expect Farr to get it again here on first and goal. He will up the left side. Slung down at the one. I thought he was going to fall forward. But he was eventually yanked backward on the play. And stopped at the one. But Lebanon still sensing the advantage in the middle. They're going to go right to the line. And would expect Keith Farr to get this again. No, Marshall fake it, and it was read beautifully by the Tigers. Marsh trying to find his way, and will be stopped just short of the goal line. And I tell you, great job by Trent Williamson to read Marsh on the read option and stop him inches shy of the goal line. I mean, we're talking the nose of the football. So it'll be third and goal from inside the one. I would expect Keith Fard to get this one. Why mess around with what's been working? And before we can, a flag on the play. It'll be offside against Loveland, so the ball will move forward a quarter of an inch. The, the nose of the football is just outside of the end line, so it's not going to move forward very much. But I have to think here, Brock, Keith Farr has had a couple of really nice runs, strong running up the middle here on third and goal. I have to imagine this is his, his to finish off on this drive. Yeah, yeah, and it looks like they're bringing in a couple tight ends too, so... I'd expect it right up the middle of the far. Another offside as Loveland tried to get, tried to jump it. Couldn't quite tell who that was. Uh, now seeing it, it's Reese Hatfield, the junior linebacker, trying to anticipate the snap and just blow through the middle of the line right as it's being snapped. So they'll move it forward another centimeter or two, and we'll try it again. Seven linemen in. As Brock said, they brought in a couple extra tight ends for a little more beef up front. Third and goal from inside the one. Handoff is to far, and he punches his way in for the score. 
So Lebanon this time able to take advantage of the field position off of the poor punt. And Keith Farr runs the show really on the drive and he punches it in from six inches out and we're an extra point away from the tie. Dylan Ray will come on for the extra point try. He missed two extra points a week ago. We'll see if that comes to pass here today. Ethan Marsh, the quarterback, will hold. 10.37 to play in the second quarter. Ray has it for the tie. Good snap. It's a down, and Ray with a solid kick this time, and we are tied. 10.37 remaining to go in the second quarter, and we have some flags after the play. Uh, I think some extra pushing and shoving between each side. And I think we're going to have a couple of unsportsmanlike, so they'll be matching penalties. We'll wait for the signal. As all the officials are huddled together right at the 10-yard line. So they'll have to also mark down the number of the player who committed the infraction because it, you get two of those in a game, you're sent to the showers. Didn't quite tell who it was It was pushing, shoving. It was guys on a couple of guys on either side. So I, I would imagine this will be offsetting, but the officials still huddled at the 10-yard line. But while they get that figured out, nice drive, Brock, for Lebanon to get themselves going offensively in this game after some struggles in the first quarter. Yep, Lebanon, uh, excuse me, Lebanon's offensive line there was doing a great job pushing the defensive line for Loveland back and getting to the second second tier and hitting those linebackers and basically just letting Farr do his thing. 175, he, he's listed at, but he runs like he's about 210. That's what we talked about, very similar to Liam Hamill, and he's not a guy also that's going to try and juke and jive you and try and just move right through you. So we're all set now. As the official now gives a signal on Sportsmanlike against both sides, so they'll offset and they'll just mark down again. We didn't see who it was from our vantage point that was the guilty parties. So with that, Lebanon will kick from the 40-yard line. We're tied at seven here with 10.37 to play until the halftime break. Liam Hamill, again, not out there on the kickoff like he was at every kickoff last week. Yeah, he was out there. I mean, he, we, were, we were noticing late in the game a week ago, in the game it was never in doubt in favor of Sycamore. Even with four or five minutes left in the game, Hamill was still in there. We were surprised. So maybe trying to keep him a little fresher for the later stages of the game today. Ray will tow it up. It looks like Sharkley will be one of the return men. And it's going to be to Sharkley from his own 15-yard line on the right side. He's going to try and cut it into the middle, and it is banged down at the 27-yard line. So Loveland back to work offensively. They made it look easy on the opening drive of the game, but since then, Lebanon's defense has held tough primarily because they've turned up the pressure on Calvin Cloud, and this offensive line has really struggled to adapt. I agree with you there. Cloud had all the time in the world on that first drive to find his tight end over the middle, and now he looks up and counts to two, and he's already getting hit. So on first down, he'll have five wide receivers. Hamble will be in the slot to the left. So, again, we'll, we'll keep an eye on him. He's lined up against a linebacker. There is no deep safety right now for Lebanon. It'll be a short throw to the left side. Lund has it, trying to break a tackle across the 30 to the 33-yard line. Good open field takedown by Matthew McCowan, the junior defensive back. But a modest gain. Out to the 33-yard line. It'll be second down and four. 
Now Aquilino, the backup quarterback, will go and take this snap. High snap. He'll t- he'll fake it and poor decision there. He tried to keep it himself and he is slammed down the backfield by DeGenaro. But the high snap threw the timing off as Hamill was going to take the ball to the right side. So it'll be a loss back to the 29-yard line. It'll be third down and eight. And it almost feels like like Loveland here is kind of reverting back to last week. They're trying to get too uptight and be too perfect. Five wide for Cloud, three to the left on the near side. Rush coming in. Cloud over the middle, just dropped in the middle by the receiver. It would have been well short of the first down. That's – can't quite tell who that was at first. Now it's Aquilino, the backup quarterback there. Couldn't handle it. He was going to be some three or four yards short anyway, but we saw again there on third down, Lebanon sent the house at Cloud, and he had to get rid of it. So a three and out. For the Tigers. And right now, Levin is lining up with no safety at all. So if they could get some some uh, time for Cloud back there to be able to hit the throw and possibly send it down. Cloud's actually going to stay in here and punt. Standing at his own 15-yard line, he'll send it away. Levin has a return man at his own 40. High snap. And that was Aquilino, actually. I thought it was Cloud at first, too, but it's Aquilino. Another bad snap on a punt, and Aquilino has to eat it at his own 16-yard line. So Lebanon continues to ramp up the pressure, and Loveland having issues with it for the second week in a row, and the Warriors are set up in the red zone to try and take the lead with 9.29 to play in the second quarter. Yeah, Loveland's just committing little things right now. They've just kind of tightened up as this game's gone along. Very kind of the opposite of what we saw a week ago. Now can Lebanon take advantage of this and take the lead? Keith Farr was the man on the touchdown drive a moment ago, and Lebanon's going heavy up front again. Seven men on the line. They're going to give it to Farr straight up the middle, and Farr has space inside the 10, inside the 5. Keith Farr's in the end zone and gives Lebanon the lead immediately. It worked on the previous drive, Brock. Why mess with it? Put put your bigs up front and clear the way for your big running back and fars into the end zone for his second straight score. Yeah, and that was pretty deflating here for the Loveland, Loveland sideline. It's not kind of taking the fans out of the game. and A game you did have the momentum in, now all of a sudden it shifted very quickly here in the second quarter. So far in from 16 yards out, Dylan Ray on for the extra point. He'll send it up, and no problem. 9.24 to go in the second quarter, and my, how the tables have turned. Lebanon with back-to-back scores from their star running back, Keith Farr. 9.24 to go in the second quarter. It's now Lebanon in front. They lead Loveland 14-7 here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. At Robert Half, we know finding the right employees is a job in itself, and it's a job we love. You see, Robert Half isn't just a staffing firm. We're people, people who believe in finding the right people to fit your company's needs. Because employees who are a good fit are more productive, more engaged. Finding a great candidate isn't easy, but at Robert Half, we know it's possible. Robert Half, the experts in accounting, finance, IT, legal, marketing, and administrative staffing. Learn more at roberthalf.com slash radio. Welcome back to Loveland High School where the Lebanon Warriors have scored 14 unanswered here in the first two minutes and 36 seconds of the second quarter to move ahead of the Tigers, 14-7. to And as, as the momentum shifts here, Brock, we notice Liam Hamill's now back to try and return this kick for Loveland. 
We'll see if Ray sends it to him or sends it away. They're going to send it away from him, and I think wisely so. Loveland has it at the 15-yard line, trying to cut it back across the right side, and still trying to move down the left side. Loveland has a chance at it down the left sideline into Lebanon territory. Finally knocked out of bounds at the 33-yard line, but a flag is back at Loveland's own 23, and this will likely be coming back. The return man cut out to the middle, then came back to his left, and generally in that case, you're going to have either a hold or some type, of, some type of block in the back, and it's going to negate a monster return for the Tigers. Yep, and you guessed it. Officials calling a block in the back on Loveland. I think they're actually going to get Liam Hamill for it as he was the up back trying to provide the way, and as the return man cut in the middle then came back to the left, I think that might have been when Hamill got the warrior he was trying to take care of from behind. And so it's going to back Loveland up even more, and they're up against the wall once again. And even though you do get a penalty on the return, that still has to give you some life, being able to get that breakout, that big return, and knowing it didn't come from your star running back, Liam Hamill. I think, look, from my perspective here, Brock, I think this drive, you got to get Liam Hamill involved in the offense. See, he was, he was the bell cow a week ago. I think Loveland's got to get back to some of that here on this drive, get him established into this game because he's not really been a factor offensively. Yeah, it seems like two things need to happen. One, they need to get Liam Hamill the ball and let him make a play. And two, they got to get time for Cloud back there to throw it. He'll have five wide receivers, four rush, and the pass is out and caught to the near side by Sharkley. He'll cross the 20 to the 22-yard line. Another safe and easy throw, but it's going to pick up nine yards and make it second and one. It seems like those are the throws that are working the best for Loveland. Just not being fancy, snapping the ball, wait two seconds, and hit your receiver. Also take what the defense gives you, the corners for Levin, and giving plenty of room in front. Cloud to the right side. That ball is caught by Lodor. Nice job to go up and grab it. Forward progress should give him a first down to the 25. Nice job by Austin Lodor to go up and catch that one. That was a bullet out to him, and he had to come up in the air and grab it and hang on to it as the defender arrived. It'll be a first down for the Tigers. Yeah, he uh, he used his... Use his entire frame there to be able to get up and reach it. It's a sneaky kind of athleticism to be able to do that. Cloud going to throw it to the left side. Hamill on the swing. Liam Hamill eludes one man down the left sideline and is brought down to the 35-yard line. And if Mason De Janeiro does not bring Hamill down, he has nothing but green in front of him down the left sideline and a blocker to boot. It'll be enough for a first down. They'll spot it at the 36. And just like we talked about, getting your best player the ball and letting him make plays. He had three guys coming at him, made every single one of them miss except for one to grab his foot. Four wide receivers to the left, to the right, Ethan Lund to the left. We'll see if they look his way for a shot. Blitz coming. Cloud on the delay on the design quarterback draw. Not going to get anything out of it. Maybe a half yard. I like the play call, though, because Lebanon was bringing the extra rusher. You try and sneak through there, and Cloud had green space again, but Lebanon holds him to a gain of, we'll call it, one. 7.40 to play in the second quarter. It'll be second and nine from the 37-yard line. Four wide receivers to the right, one to the left. Cloud, pressure coming. Cloud down the middle. Has Lodor again, but just missed him. Had a step on the defender, Ethan Marsh, who was also the quarterback for Lebanon, and Cloud just missed it. Same play, really. The scoring, the scoring play happened on the first drive of the game, and just an inaccurate throw from Calvin Cloud. It'll bring up third and nine for the Tigers. And the line for Loveland did a great job giving them time to let Lodor get downfield. 
Lebanon now brings everybody really into the box. No deep safety here. Will Cloud get time? Looking over the middle, has time. It is caught for a first down. Great job by Lake. That was another missile fired right at him. They need nine. They get 11. Bailey Jackson cutting right in front of him. Didn't know whether it was supposed to go to him or, or behind him. Yeah, this offensive line starting to settle in a little bit, getting accustomed to this Lebanon pressure. Do the Warriors change things up? They're showing pressure again. Here they come. Cloud, and as soon as I say that, Cloud goes down because Lebanon sends six. They sent both their linebackers. Now De Janeiro of Lebanon trying to say the ball came out. That's not happening. As Cloud headed the whole way, but he's dropped back at the 40-yard line. So it'll be a loss of eight. It looks like this defense is, it, it has two plays where they, they hang back and they guard the receivers or they send everybody that they have. No deep safety once again. Will Cloud get time? And now an infraction is going to be had because Mason Moore, the junior tailback, came onto the field thinking he was supposed to be out there, and he wasn't. And now the officials are talking. Are they? The referee signaled a timeout called by Loveland. I didn't see that. The near side official had it as an illegal substitution. So we're still trying to get this sorted out. And it will be an illegal substitution. So the ball will be backed up and spotted at the 35-yard line. And, again, we're just seeing Loveland with those little mistakes. A sack for eight yards and then five more on the penalty there. Makes it second and 22 from Loveland's own 35. Cloud with pressure again. They've got the middle screen set up. Jackson's there, but he is planted by De Janeiro after a gain of four to the 39-yard line. Good play call again. But a nice job by the Warrior defense to read it and plant Jackson to the turf. So it'll be third down and about 18 for the Tigers with 6.20 to play the second quarter. Lebanon with the 14-7 lead. Lab will have five wide receivers. Hamill will be to his right in the slot. He's matched up still with a linebacker. I'm surprised they haven't looked his way. Lebanon showing pressure. And they will drop back, just four with the rush. Down the middle, Hamill is there. Hamill has it for a first down in Loveland territory. We, we thought it had to be coming, Brock. And Calvin Cloud delivers a beautiful ball to Liam Hamill. It'll be a first down at the Lebanon 36-yard line. It was a great job by Liam Hamill there to hold on to it as uh, Keith Farr, the other running back, laid a pretty nice hit on him there. Hamill will now go in the backfield. Fumble on the exchange as Cloud falls on it at the 38-yard line. I think Hamill thought Cloud was keeping it the entire way. Never really saw Hamill open his body to try and take that ball. But Cloud, Johnny on the spot, is able to fall on it. Wind continues to blow here, now moving from right to left at the back of the Tigers, picking up intensely. Second and 12, Cloud with the pressure coming over the middle and knocked away, and a late flag comes in as Gabriel Hensley was in on the spot to defend Hamill, and I think they're going to get Hensley with the infraction. Not sure if this will be the interference type or the defensive holding. Either way, it'll be an automatic first down for the Tigers. As Hensley just came across the face of Hamill, and they're going to call interference. I couldn't quite tell. Maybe Hensley grabbed with the grabbed the jersey with the, uh, the backhand or what have you, but nevertheless, it's a first down for the Tigers. 
at the 23-yard line of Lebanon, looking for the tying score with 5.30 to go in the second quarter. Cloud looks for the adjustment. Lebanon's linebackers are showing rush on every single play. Now Hamill moves out to the right side in the slot. We'll see if they look to him as he's matched up with Hensley. Can he get time? Cloud looking to his left. Russ to throw, and it's down on the turf, and they will say incomplete. Lund had to go down low to get it as the pressure came again. It'll be second down. And that pressure really caused some problems. He had to throw that off his back foot. Didn't ever really get behind it. See that quite often. As you said, you can't step into the throw. It's going to go downward immediately upon release, and that's what happened. Lund tried to get it, but really just trapped it on the turf. The official right there to see the, that the ball had made contact with the, the ground. Second and ten, Jackson goes in motion from left to right. Four wide receivers to the right side. Cloud has time over the middle. Lodor had to go high, and it was knocked away as he was battling with Carson Doyle, the defensive back, and it's incomplete. Nice idea, but Doyle with a nice play there to disrupt. It'll be third down. We're seeing Cloud starting to develop some favorite targets out there. It's going repeatedly back to Lodor and, and Liam Hamill, of course, but it'll be third and ten. The Tigers need the 14-yard line, five wide. Lodor and Hamill to the right. Cloud going to get the middle screen set up. Eluding one man is Sharkley inside the 20, and he'll be tripped up at about the 16-yard line. It'll be fourth down and two. And this will be a situation where Loveland will once again go for it on fourth down. From here, it will be about a 34-yard field goal try. But your offense starting to move the ball a little bit down here. Now inside the red zone. Understandable why you would go for it here. The market is 17, so it'll be fourth and three. Cloud, as Hedges shows the blitz again from his middle linebacker spot. Mason DeGenero also in tight. Five wide. Two to his left, three to his right. No deep safety for the Warriors. Cloud looking left. Slant in the middle. Jackson has it. Bailey Jackson has the touchdown for Loveland as he got the inside release on Jake Simcoe. And Calvin Cloud, a perfect pass, and Bailey Jackson with the score. Pretty easy there, partner, just pitch and catch over the middle as Jackson got the inside release. Yep, he got that slant route, and the offensive line finally gave Calvin Cloud some time to step into his throw, and he threw a bullet right to the number. Farnsworth will step on for the tying extra point. Snap is down, and the kick is up. And no problem, so Andy Cruz rolls the dice once again on fourth down. This time, Calvin Cloud hits Bailey Jackson from 17 yards out. 4.32 to go in the second quarter. We've got a brand-new ball game, Loveland and Lebanon, tied at 14 here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Creating beautiful smiles every day. That is what we do at Casanelli Shanker and Baker Orthodontics. These board-certified orthodontists treat both children and adults and use traditional braces, clear ceramic brackets, and Invisalign to meet their individual patient needs. With offices conveniently located in Westchester and Blue Ash, they provide flexible payment options, convenient hours, and high-quality care. For a free new patient exam, contact Casanelli Shanker and Baker Orthodontics at 513-777-7060. Welcome back to Loveland. Calvin Cloud with a second touchdown pass of the first half, this time to Bailey Jackson from 17 yards out on fourth down. As Loveland has tied this game up once again at 14 with 4.32 to play 
until the halftime break. We'll talk a little bit more about the finish of that drive here after the kick. As Loveland is all set up to boot it away. Loveland has a return man waiting at the 15-yard line. That ball will be taken on the far side by Blake Lamb. Lamb trying to cut into the middle. Makes one man miss up across the 35 to the 40-yard line where he is gang-tackled right at the 40. So good field position for, for Lebanon. But, Brock, we were talking during the break. You're liking the adjustments Loveland's making now with Lebanon sending some pressure up the middle. Throw some wide receiver screens right behind him. It's worked a couple of times. Yep, and it seems like Lebanon keeps – they just keep getting one leg when the receiver's going past him and bringing them down for tackles. And, and they've never really been – in looking comfortable defending that screen and we saw it there on that last drive you make one man miss and you get a 15 yard gain the average starting field position in this game has favored Lebanon by a country mile really they'll begin this drive at their own 40 yard line big set up front with seven men on the line they're going to give it to far up the middle far across the 40 and will be tripped up at about the 45 yard line brought down by Tyler Savely on the play. They'll give him now just four. But Lebanon is really st stuck with this set of having seven on the line to clear the way for far ever since they started picking up momentum early in the second quarter. Four minutes remaining now. Marsh from the gun. Going to hand off the far right at the middle again. No nothing fancy about this. Far lowers his head. And he's going to be right at the sticks at midfield. It'll depend on the spot, and it looks like he will be about a half a yard shy of the first down just on the Lebanon side of the 50-yard line. And for this Loveland Tigers defense, you got to be thinking bringing pressure. They're probably going to give it to their best player, which would be far again today, and let them go right up the middle because it's worked so much. Third and inches, Marsh out to the left side. They're going to run the option. Marsh will keep it himself, and he'll have a first down into Loveland territory at the 45. Like the play call there, kind of changed things up. Marsh keeps it himself for the Lebanon first down. You get Loveland leading, kind of cheating into the middle. That, that time they ran the option out to the left side. Marsh took it for the first down. Now from the Loveland 45, 3.15 to go in the half. Both teams do have their full allotment of timeouts. Farr takes it up the middle. Farr breaks the tackle. Has a first down and more inside the 30 to inside the 25, and it'll be brought down at the 24-yard line. Nothing fancy about this, Brock. Just hand it to Keith Farr right at the middle and let him go. A gain of 21. And he's showing he, he's got both styles of running. He can lower his head and drag you five yards, or he can juke and spin a little bit and get outside. From the 24-yard line, Lebanon has found the formula, they think, against this Loveland defense, and they are not changing. It's still seven on the line. Far in the gun to the left of Marsh, and Far will take it up the middle again. This time will be stacked up and reach across the 20. He'll be brought down to the 19-yard line. He re reached the ball across the 20, and it came loose. Loveland recovered it, but he was clearly down. Lebanon in no hurry, and why would they be where the ball's at now? Now we've got a brief stoppage in play. Not sure what the issue is. Ball down at the 20-yard line. Looks like we have a disagreement among some players up front. Yeah, Cody Evans for Lebanon talking with somebody on the, for Loveland. Looks like he and... Nate Holman may have had a word or two, and Holman sent out a fist, you know, fist bump, saying no hard feelings. Still not sure what the what it is here. Everybody kind of huddling around the 20-yard line where the ball is set. 
Interesting at that. I guess some more chippiness happening because we saw a couple other players slap hands. So we're back to action. The ball spotted at the 20. It'll be second and six for Lebanon. Far to the left. They're going to run the option to the left. The pitch out to far on the left side. Good block on the outside far inside the 10. Down to just shy of the five-yard line. Great block on the outside by the receiver, Lucas Talby, to seal his man on the outside and let far cut to the middle. It's first and goal for Lebanon. He did a great job sealing it, but not, not taking it too far and getting a block in the back call. First and goal. They'll spot it at the five. They'll go heavy up front. Will the Warriors again? 2-10 remaining in the half. Far lined up to the left of Ethan Marsh. Marsh looks to the sideline, now evaluates in front of him. Letting the play clock roll down. Two minutes to play, 10 seconds on the play clock. Lebanon does not, does not want to leave Loveland with any time on the clock because Lebanon gets the ball to start the second half. Handoff up the middle to Farr, cuts left, and into the end zone. Keith Farr has his third touchdown of the second quarter. Nice job on the left side by Eric West to seal the defensive end down into the middle, and Farr just had green space to get into the end zone. And, and I love the way uh, Lebanon has adjusted here in the second quarter. They came out the first quarter throwing the ball, overthrown, and now they adapted and went with the run. It's worked ever since. A minute 48 to go in the quarter, and it looks like Matt Hopkins will keep the offense on the field and go for a two-point conversion. We'll see what they do here. They will go for two. Will they give it to Farr? Will they run the option? Will Marsh try and keep it himself? Marsh now for, for the two-point try. They're going to hand it. No, Marsh will keep it himself. Falling forward, and he will get in for the conversion. They faked the handoff to Farr up the middle, and Marsh just went right behind him for the two. So the conversion had after Keith Farr's third touchdown of the second quarter, a minute 48 to go in the until halftime. It is Lebanon 22, Loveland 14. Here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. London Computer Systems is a seven-time top workplace thanks to their top Cincinnati workforce. For three decades, like LCS like has been a leading like provider of critical there. business technologies, including their signature property management software, Rent Manager. Yep. Take the next step in your career and join this award-winning workforce. Visit www.lcs.com careers today. One forty-eight to go in the second quarter, and Lebanon just continues to pound the rock with Keith Farr. He has three touchdowns on the ground here in the second quarter, and after Matt Hopkins decides to go for two and it is converted, Lebanon has an eight-point lead. Lebanon will get the ball back with their full allotment of timeouts. Lebanon will receive the ball to start the second half. Remember, they deferred the kickoff. So a chance for... The Warriors, if they can get a stop here, try and extend this lead going into the second half. But Loveland's offense has found their little rhythm. And they're lining up short here. Look like they're not going to well, kick it that far. Well, Keith Farr, the running back's lined up to kick this, and he takes two steps into it, and he'll send a kick. It will be mishandled, and Hamill will have to go back beyond his 20-yard line and just fall on it. He and the other man deep there couldn't see who that was. Indecisive on it, and so neither one of them made the play, and the ball bounced backwards, and Hamill just had to fall on it. Yeah, it was, I think that's a player. Hamill just has to take that. Yeah, that was a case of you got it, no, you got it, and they just watched the ball fall and let him go after a little too late there. So, Unfortunately, not the start you wanted if you're the Tigers. So a minute 45 till the second quarter ends, and Loveland has all three of their timeouts, so really no rush. You can continue to run your same stuff. 
We'll see what Calvin Cloud has in store for this Lebanon defense. And how does Loveland, how does Lebanon defend us? Do they stay aggressive or do they play back and just try and keep Loveland off the board? They will send a safety far deep. Cloud looking to the right side. Another high ball off the fingertips of Lodor. It falls incomplete. Sometimes you have that with a quarterback six foot five. Sometimes the balls tend to sail high. And of course, Cloud new to the system here at Loveland. New to these players as he transferred in here from Moeller a year ago. Only three seconds came off the clock. It's second and ten from the Loveland 18. Cloud five wide. Looking to his left. Has Lund out there right through his hands. Ethan Lund just flat out took his eyes off the ball, went right through the hands. It's third down, and Lund immediately heads to the bench. Need a better effort from your receiver in that case there. Lund just took his eye off it. I think he was trying to maybe look up field. But you got to secure it first. So tough break there for Lund. He'll bounce back. Third and ten. And Loveland doesn't do something here. Lebanon's going to be set up once again in business. Cloud with four wide receivers to his right. Sharkley, they want the double move. Down the left sideline, two receivers out there and incomplete. Sailed over the head of Sharkley. Lebanon had McCowan and Simcoe chasing him down, and the, the pass would have led Sharkley out of bounds. And Loveland takes all of 13 seconds off the clock, and they will punt it away. And this has been an issue for Loveland through a game and a half in this 2019 season. Lebanon will be set up likely inside of Loveland territory, barring a terrific punt or some kind of crazy bounce. Seth Myers will await the punt that is at Loveland's 47. Ethan Lund will boot it away. Have to see if the wind plays in as well. Lund will have the wind at his back. Good snap. Lund gets this one away. It's sky high, and a nice job there as Myers will have to Call for the fair catch at the 48-yard line. Nice job by Lund to get that one sky high and not allow a return. That was the best punt so far this season, being able to hit it. And he really uh, got, a good, got a good kickoff and was able to stop a return because he kicked it so high. They'll start at the 49 of Loveland. Will the Warriors, they'll have a minute 25 and their full allotment of timeouts. And if I'm Lebanon, Brock, I don't change anything that I'm doing here because you have your timeouts. The clock obviously stops when you have a first down to reset the chains. And with the way Keith Farr has been running crazy here, really, in the second quarter, I don't know that I change much here. Farr will line up on the right side, but Lebanon goes heavy up front once again. Farr, no, Mason will pull it back himself, makes one man miss, and a flag is going to be thrown as Marsh cutting back in the middle. He'll be thrown down at the 45-yard line, flag back at midfield. Sure, maybe we have a face mask on the play. I think we do. And I think they're going to get Marsh the quarterback for it. And, uh, yeah, they are. That is going to be a 15-yard quarterback. You don't really see this very often. The offensive player called for the face mask. So uh, this is going to be a real damaging blow to Lebanon's chance for points here as the ball is going to move back into their own territory and back to the 36-yard line after the quarterback, Ethan Marsh, has called for the face mask. Especially because after the face mask, he kept running around for a little while, killing time off the clock. 114 shows on the clock. Lebanon still has their full allotment of timeouts. Marsh throws to the right side. It's incomplete. He was looking for Talby, and Talby well defended by Dom, Dom Collette. Collette right there, stride for stride. Really anticipated that ball. And we're seeing both teams here kind of trying to run the hurry-up offense and, and not having much success at it. It'll be second and 25. 
Marsh does not look comfortable throwing the ball. You wonder here if Lebanon just decides to keep it on the ground and take the lead into the locker room or force Lebanon to, or Lebanon to use their timeouts. Marsh is going to keep it himself, roll out to the left side. He's cut down for maybe a gain of one yard, and Loveland indeed will use their first timeout with 101 to play in the half. And I think that's the right call for Lebanon. Yeah, Marsh has not looked very good throwing the football right now. If he breaks a run, that's fine, but if anything else, you're either taking time off or you're forcing Loveland to start burning their timeouts. Yep, and we also saw Lebanon have a little trouble with their punter uh, handling the ball back there, so I like it for some use timeouts rather than getting good field position with three timeouts. I think, it's, I think it's the right call on both sides. Still a packed house here at Loveland High School. Really almost no room in the bleachers for either either school. That You like to see that. Both sides, fan bases have come out on this one. It is a gorgeous night. We had a few sprinkles come down in the onset of the ball game, but those have since departed. Just a few high clouds out as the sun sets. I was in low 70s, a little bit of a breeze. You really can't ask for much better weather. Feels Here. like football. Absolutely does. Just starting to get a little bit of that fall feel as we enter the month of September. Yeah, Lo Loveland has a beautiful venue here, too, with the fall and when the leaves around the stadium all change. First-class facility, the views from where we are are spectacular, really just forest, all kinds of around us. So, we're, yeah, we'll be excited to see when the, the leaves start to change in the fall. Out of the timeout, it is third down and 24. And Marsh is going to keep it himself in the middle. He's got space and more. Ethan Marsh across midfield. Marsh down the left sideline and will be brought down at the Lo Loveland 43-yard line. He'll be about four yards shy of the first down. But, boy, does that change things now for Lebanon because now they're in a position where they could go for it here on fourth down if they so choose. And you've been able to move the ball, so why not? 52 seconds left. It'll be fourth down and three after the run of the middle for Marsh. And Loveland... We'll have to try and get a stop as Lebanon will keep the offense on the field. They have far off the field for, for Lebanon. What do the Warriors do? What do the Tigers do? 52 seconds on the clock, and before the snap is had, Lebanon will take a timeout. I think Coach Hopkins may be looking to think things over or maybe try and get the exact play they want or maybe just try and get far back onto the field. Yeah, we didn't see him on that last play. It looked like Luke Stanfield was the – set tailback on the play. So both teams now with two timeouts. Lebanon holding on to a 22-14 lead. They will get the ball to start the second half. And this is a big play here because if, if Lebanon is able to get that first down, you're inside the 35-yard line with about 45 seconds left to go, and with how they've been able to move the ball, you might be thinking about another score. Yeah, they're given the issues that Lebanon had on their – on their punt earlier on. I don't think we're going to see that here. And indeed, Keith Farr has returned to the field for the Warriors on this fourth down and three. They need the Loveland 39-yard line to keep the drive alive. They will go heavy up front, far to the left of Marsh in the gun. Farr has it right in the middle. He'll have a first down and more inside the 35, shoving defenders inside the 30, still on his feet. Now they will mark him down at the 28-yard line. Nothing fancy to it, partner. Hand it to Farr, let him go right up the gut. The interior of that offensive line for Lebanon has just been dominant here in the first half. Cody Evans, the center, has been terrific. Clock rolls, 40 seconds to go in the half. Same formation. 
They'll give it to Farr again. Farr cuts left up the middle inside the 20, inside the 15. Keith Farr inside the 5. It'll be first and goal. And Lebanon goes quickly to the line with 29 seconds on the clock. And we'll have to stop to reset the chains. It's first and goal. They'll mark it at the 3. Keith Farr has owned this Loveland defense here in the second quarter. And now, before the play can be had, Loveland will spend their second timeout. It looked like Loveland was going to send in Tyler Shelley, the senior captain, to try and get a little more size in the interior of that defensive line on this play. What a second quarter Keith Farr has had here in Loveland. He's been running wild, and even when defenders hit him, he, like that last uh, that last run for the first down, they had Zach Owens. He had a, a hold of him but carried him for about 10 yards. Like I said last week, he almost stayed on the full eight seconds. <laughs> but the ball just outside of the two-yard line, and with two timeouts left, I don't think there's any secret where Lebanon would go on this play. Do they try and get fancy and have Mason pull it back, or excuse me, Marsh pull it back on the option? They go heavy up front. Loveland crowding inside. Far with take it trying to fall forward he'll be down at the one and Lebanon will take their second timeout with 20 seconds to play much better job by Loveland cramming the interior of that line and there again Loveland got in the backfield hit him for about a two-yard loss and he was able to, to actually turn it into a one-yard gain so the ball will be spotted on the left hash with 20 seconds left it'll be second and goal and Lebanon has just spent their second timeout. Loveland still has two in their back pocket. Great job, I think, also with clock management here by Lebanon. Because either way, Loveland is either not going to get the ball back or they're only going to get the ball back with seconds left, depending on what happens here. And Lebanon, as we've said, will get the ball to start in the third quarter. This is a really telling drive for the Lebanon team, too. They come out throwing the ball, trying to move downfield quickly. It's not working out. They get third down, and then they start handing the ball off, and they're right down knocking on the door. Out of the timeout, seven on the line for Lebanon, really the same for Loveland. Far in the backfield alongside Marsh in the gun. They're going to hand it to Far up middle, right side. Far just lowers the boom, runs right over Zach Owens, and Keith Far is in for his fourth touchdown of the second quarter. All right, this is straight dominance right now by this Lebanon offensive line, and it looks like they will go for two once again with 16 seconds to play, already leading 28-14. to 14. Where do you think they're going to go with the ball here? Keith Farr is a pretty good bet. They'll <laughs> line it up right in the middle of the field for the two-point try. Fumble on the exchange, and Marsh tried to pick it up, can't do it. It's fallen on by Loveland, so the two-point try fails. I th it looked like Marsh was going to actually pull that back and try and take it himself. So the two-point try is no good. 16 seconds to play in the first half. Your score right now, Lebanon 28 and Loveland 14. Good break for Loveland there, too. Now that, that two-point conversion was no good, it was basically like they just kicked two extra points and, and they're not down anything. And it doesn't force Loveland then to have to go for two themselves. So. The way the second quarter has gone, the way Loveland, the way Lebanon has just kind of run wild on Loveland, you got to—that's something positive to take into the locker room that your defense was able to get a stand and negate the two-point try. Sixteen seconds remaining in the half, and it looks like Keith Farr may end up kicking this ball again. 
He did it on the last after the last score and really just took about two steps into it to keep it short. Hamill will go back deep. Deep, I would say, would be a relative term. He's going to be back around his own 20. Wind continues to blow, but it will be in the face of Farr as he will kick this off. So you have to think this will be another short kick. And if you're a Loveland fan, hopefully returnable for Hamill. The Tigers do have two timeouts. Should they get a good return here from Hamill if he indeed does play it? The last return they did had go down, went down to the level and 30, so, or the 11 and 30. Far, about a four yard in. That's a short kick, and it's going to be taken on the left side at the 25 across the 30. Man trying to move out to the wide side. Now back into the middle. Hawk continues to roll, and he's tripped up at the 31 yard line with nine seconds to play in the half. So, again, Lebanon doing the smart thing, keeping it away from Liam Hamill, and it results in a very short return. And, Le and Loveland with not much time and a long way to go to end this first half. I know Loveland's on the sideline thinking about how they've let far kind of run wild here in the second quarter, but you also have to be kind of proud of how you've been able to shut the quarterback down throwing the ball. And we'll see if... They decide to make adjustments second half and really just kind of pack the box. It'll be a handoff in the middle to Hamill. Hamill across the 35, across the 40, out near the 45-yard line, trying to keep men moving. He's down at the 45-yard line with a second to play, and Loveland will go ahead and take the timeout. So you're on your own 45-yard line. You can have at least a chance to draw up some kind of play, and they'll have the wind at their back. So now we'll see perhaps if Cloud has the type of arm to get it to to get it to the end zone. If not, maybe we'll get some of the, the hook and lateral type of stuff going on. You never know. Andy Cruz, a very innovative offensive mind. I'm sure he has something drawn up specifically for this situation. One second, what can you do? We saw Sycamore really break the backs of Loveland a week ago in scoring on the final play of the first half. Maybe some retribution here for the Tigers. And we do know that Cloud does have that strong arm, so if he could possibly get the time to drop back and kind of crow hop into one, I think he could get it down there close to the goal line. And on that play just a moment ago, I noticed Lebanon only a three-down lineman. They dropped eight back in coverage. They're going to have now three DBs inside their own 30-yard line. So Cloud will have five wide receivers. Lebanon will only put two down on the line. So we'll see if Cloud gets the time. Cloud looking to his left. He will not get the time as he is brought down to the backfield by Blake Pierce as he just discarded the right tackle, Tyler Shelley, and brought Cloud down, and that's the way the first half ends. Boy, a perfect start for Loveland as they score in the opening drive, and then from there, Keith Farr, Lebanon's star tailback, takes over with four rushing touchdowns in the second quarter. And we have hit halftime here in Loveland. It's the Warriors 28, the Tigers 14 here in ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Filling an opening at your company means more than just finding an employee. You're looking for a fit, a match. Robert Half understands that. We know you need someone who can do the work, someone who complements your culture. And, of course, you need that someone fast. When it all comes together, it makes for a perfect fit. Satisfaction guaranteed. Robert Half, the matching experts in accounting, finance, IT, legal, marketing, and administrative staffing. Visit roberthalf.com radio for more information. 
Getting answers, finding solutions. Local 12 News investigates. As soon as we called you, everything happened very quickly. Not afraid to ask the tough questions. Taking action, getting the truth. Local 12 News investigates. When it comes to financial planning, most financial companies ask, what's your salary? At Northwestern Mutual Cincinnati, we ask, what's your story? We know building the right financial plan means looking at more than money. That's why we start by asking the right question, listening to what matters most to you, then guiding you every step of the way to help you live the life you want, now and years from now. Plan your financial story with Northwestern Mutual. Contact us today at 513-366-3600 or visit us on the web at cincinnati.nm.com. For over 32 years, Nelson & Associates, a family-owned, Ohio-based, full-service real estate company, has specialized in the management and development of affordable housing communities. Choose Nelson & Associates for all of your real estate needs, whether it's sales, development, property management, or consulting. We are an experienced professional team providing quality service. For more information about Nelson & Associates, please visit us on the web at www.nelsonasc.com or call us at 513-961-6011. Filling an opening at your company means more than just finding an employee. You're looking for a fit, a match. Robert Half understands that. We know you need someone who can do the work, someone who complements your culture. And of course, you need that someone fast. When it all comes together, it makes for a perfect fit. Satisfaction guaranteed. Robert Half, the matching experts in accounting, finance, IT, legal, marketing, and administrative staffing. Visit roberthalf.com radio for more information. For over 55 years, Miller Valentine has worked in close collaboration with businesses when they are ready to build, renovate, or expand. Choosing Miller Valentine as your construction partner means aligning yourself with passionate experts who recognize the value of a team approach. Having grown from a small general contractor to a nationally recognized construction company, Miller Valentine listens closely to your needs to recommend the best combination of construction techniques to fit your project. For more information about Miller Valentine Group, please visit us at www.mvg.com. Loveland Chiropractic Office has been treating patients in the Loveland area since 1921. We have generations of experience that continue to lead the field in chiropractic care. With our experience, we have high level of success with acute injuries as well as chronic conditions. You can find us online at lovelandchiro.com. That's lovelandchiro.com. And on Facebook. London Computer Systems is a seven-time top workplace thanks to their top Cincinnati workforce. For three decades, LCS has been a leading provider of critical business technologies, including their signature property management software, Rent Manager. Take the next step in your career and join this award-winning workforce. Visit www.lcs.com careers today. Creating beautiful smiles every day. That is what we do at Casanelli Shanker and Baker Orthodontics. These board-certified orthodontists treat both children and adults and use traditional braces, clear ceramic brackets, and Invisalign to meet their individual patient needs. With offices conveniently located in Westchester and Blue Ash, they provide flexible payment options, convenient hours, and high-quality care. For a free new patient exam, contact Casanelli, Shanker, and Baker Orthodontics at 513-777-7060. Budget Door of Cincinnati has you covered. We specialize in repair and installation of commercial doors, security gates, and dock levelers. 
With affordable rates, 24-hour commercial service, and free replacement quotes, Budget Door can help you with any of your dock or door projects. Have an issue with your home garage door or opener? Budget Door can help with that, too. Servicing the tri-state area for over 30 years, Budget Door offers quality service at a budget price. Call 513-851-6644 to schedule your door repair or replacement today. Enjoying tonight's broadcast but missed the first 30 minutes? No need to worry. Appointment listening for all ESP Media broadcasts can be found at soundcloud.com backslash ESP Media or subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Search for ESP Media. Appointment listening by ESP Media since 2010. Abco Pavement Services, LLC, has been doing commercial asphalt, concrete, and ceiling work since 1962 in the tri-state area. Our valued customers include Home Depot, United Dairy Farmers, C.B. Richard Ellis, Town Properties, and Fifth Third Bank, to name a few. We strive to provide professional service, communication, and project management for all of your commercial concrete and pavement maintenance needs. Go Abco Pavement Services. For professional staffing, there's only one name you need to know. Robert Half. Robert Half custom matches our candidates to your specific hiring requirements by combining personalized service from local staffing experts with an advanced matching technology based on 70 years of successful placements. For highly skilled accounting, finance, IT, legal, marketing, or administrative staffing, count on Robert Half. We'll find you productive, engaged employees. Learn more at roberthalf.com radio. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 1 of the Angry Quarterbacks. Yes, we're back again from the James Rapine Memorial Studio. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12 and Local12.com with the real quarterback, Tony Pike of UC, Carolina Panthers and Reading High School fame. We will talk about some NFL football, some high school football, some college football. So we got a lot to get to, but Tony, welcome back to Season 4. It's great to be here. It's like our senior season. It is. Unless you gray shirt and red shirt, then you still got two more seasons. I, I'm going to red shirt. I'm going to take an emergency medical red yep. shirt year, and then I'm going to become a grad transfer. And I'm if I don't play for seven years. And if I don't come back next year, I'm transferring. That, that's correct. Exactly right. That's how it works. Because if someone takes my spot, I'm leaving. That's how it works anymore. Yep. Anytime a quarterback takes a quarterback spot, that quarterback leaves. Correct. All right. Um, let's start with the NFL. We'll start with the Bengals, um, and we'll get to the Andrew Luck uh, situation in retirement in, in Indianapolis. Uh, over the weekend, uh, new head coach Zach Taylor announcing uh, the, the offensive line starters after there been competition in camp. Surprised everybody by announcing an undrafted rookie free agent will start at wide receiver. Uh, wh- what did you make of, of what he did and how they did this? I think it, it finally sends a message, and I think it's a positive message going forward for this organization. I mean, for so long, and we saw it with Obwehi, it was like, okay, we drafted this guy high. We need to give him every chance in the world. And again, they, they made it very clear, especially the Billy Price situation. It wasn't an indictment on Billy Price. Trey Hopkins just played better. He did. So, and I think I think it's a little bit on Billy. I think the yeah. injury was part of it a little bit. Right. But yeah, Trey got some opportunity early in camp when Billy was down. Yep. Offensive line played pretty well. They thought they had something. Yep. They wanted to see it in preseason games. Trey played well in preseason games. Trey's the starter, and that's that's swallowing a lot because you're talking about putting the 2018 first round pick Again, yes. on the bench. Now they kept they've said a lot of good things about Billy since then. Uh, Billy said all the right things, and Billy probably will get a crack to start again. But um, it was interesting to me. And then you know, John Jerry, who was in the battle for the left guard spot right. with Michael Jordan, he played for Jim Turner with the Miami Dolphins, started 32 games over two years 
for Jim Turner with the Miami Dolphins. Was brought here after not playing anywhere last year mm -hmm. because of familiarity with Jim Turner. And yet a rookie fourth-round pick beats John Jerry out. And it's not because John Jerry did anything wrong. Again, it's because Michael Jordan, A, has a ton of upside, yep. and B, it's pretty good right now. Well, and what they've created on the offensive line is guys that can come in and play multiple right. spots. We saw Billy Price get some guard reps. Michael Jordan gotten reps all over the offensive line. To me, though, it sends a message early on from Zach Taylor and this new staff that, look, I don't care where you were drafted. I don't care how long you've played. If you're not getting your job done and someone else is, then we're going to give them the opportunity. It goes all into this win-now mold, and we've seen it for years in the past of a guy that, because he got drafted high, was still playing when really he shouldn't be. So you start that. Then you, you, you talk about Damian Willis, the undrafted wide receiver. I mean, that, that is going to open opportunities in the future, I believe, for players out there, free agents, uh, guys that are coming in and say, look, we can go to a different. We can go to the Bengals, and as they've seen the track record already, be an opportunity and give a chance to go out and play right away. Even though I'm not drafted, or even though they already have an incumbent at say left guard or something like that, it's sending the message that hey, you come in and outperform the other guy, then you get playing time on this team. So I, I just think it's refreshing from Zach Taylor. I think it's a great start. Obviously. You and I both know from watching this team throughout training camp, there's a long way to go. Long way to go. Still where, where this team is at. But I, but I like the the mentality to play your best 11 guys on each side of the ball. Yeah, and, and talking with some of those players involved, Damian Willis and, and, and Trey Hopkins especially, um, I, I think they made it a point of it, it is kind of nice that, listen, there's no politics. Mm -hmm. There's the, We're going to play the best players, and if you, you win the job, you get the job. And I think that permeates to all the other guys. Now, to play devil's advocate for a second, it, 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 it's nice that they did this because these guys earned it, but are you going to win in this league with a lot of undrafted well, free agents starting positions? I mean, Trey Hopkins, God bless him, he's yeah. done a great job. He he didn't play his first two years. He was on injured reserve, then was on the practice squad, barely played his third year, spent most of that time on the practice squad, has started some games over the last couple of years at Garden Center, but suddenly now he's the starting center for week one. And you've got a rookie fourth-round pick starting at left guard, and you got an undrafted rookie starting at wide receiver. Again, I think it's great that they did. I think best man should always win, yeah. period, end of story. And if they prove that, that's great. But is that more of an indictment on the talent level, or is it more, hey, these guys showed what they need to do? I, I think at this point it is an indictment on the talent level. And I was talking yesterday about this because we're talking about, hey, it's a positive this is happening, but week one is at Seattle. You have Trey Hopkins at center, a rookie at left guard, and an undrafted rookie at receiver yeah. with no A.J. Green. I mean, that – Joe Mixon, okay, I hope you're carrying the ball 30 <laughs> times. Uh, but I, I think it is more an indictment on where this roster is right now. And obviously they want to rebuild this roster to different heights, clearly. Right. Uh, but what I think is interesting about this, and I think it's worth mentioning because we are in James Rapine Memorial, Memorial Studio, Studio yes. does this permeate down and send a message to a, another first-round pick? I was going to ask you that That question. was on this and, team. And I, th I think it probably does. And it should. Um, I, I think... I think especially with first-round picks, I do think you – I know some people have talked about if he doesn't play well in, you know, early in the season, what do you do with him? Do you even bring him back next year? I do think with a rookie – or with a guy with a first-round contract, um, that rookie contract, that four-year contract, I do think you kind of let that play itself out. I don't think you cut yeah. your nose off to spite your face. I do think this, though, I think this being year three – John Ross has to show something, right? He's got to show. Well, that would be on getting on the field first. That, that's start. Now, he, he's on the field now. He practiced Sunday. He practiced yesterday. Um, it was funny. I, we, we, we 
those of us that cover the team regularly, we, we kind of take attendance every day to make sure we're not missing somebody who's not there. And it took me a little bit to find, to find John Ross. Yeah. He was there, I trust me, but I thought, oh, no, not one day into this he's gone again. But that's that's kind of where you feel. Right. Um, yeah, and I'm interested to see what they, they can do with him in, in this offense. I'm interested to see if they can do some different Probably things and more creative things. But I think, back to your initial point, because I was going to ask you that question, I, I, I think that, yes, I think it does oh, send wow. the message of, Hey man, you, you you know you're in year three of four year de- of a four year deal. We'll keep you around as long as we can keep you around. But if you're not going to produce, and we've got other guys in that room, we don't have to keep you around. Well, and I think that's the point. It's not like the other guys in that room haven't produced when given opportunities. Well, but they haven't produced in a and long a, haul over in game. Right. In, 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 I mean, Cody Core's got a handful of career catches. Right. Um, Josh Malone oh, on, the same on way. Tate's only got right. a handful of career catches. But I think they've shown in camp. That they're capable now. Can they do it in when it means something and when you're right. playing first team defensive backs and all those things? But I mean, it's not like John's proven much yet either. He does exactly. Have his, he does have the seven touchdown catches last year. I can't discount that. Seven touchdowns, what? Twenty one catches. Twenty catches, I believe, yeah. for two ten. So right. I mean, not even a high average for for your speed guy, your over the top guy. But I do think that it does. I think it sends that message to all of these guys. I think if you see Malik Jefferson get mm-hmm. let go, and I think that's a real possibility. A yeah. third round pick last year. I think. Um, I don't think they just keep. doesn't look the part. It, it, a he doesn't look the part, and B, um, I think they only keep five linebackers. He's the sixth guy, <clears throat> and he doesn't bring a lot of special teams value. But that's saying something too that that in the you know one year after you took him in the third round and third round. To me, I always look at third round and above need to be yeah. starting fairly quickly. Right, right. You know, fourth round guy, it's maybe a developmental guy. Michael Jordan's a fourth round guy, yep. and maybe they got an absolute steal there in the fourth round. It sure seems that way. Uh, anything later than that, hey, yeah. it's gravy. But, uh, you know, third-round guy, you usually don't give up on that guy two years into the process, and they may just do that. Right, and I think going back to the, to the whole John Ross aspect, for this team as a whole, we talked through training camp that there just wasn't many down-the-field throws. There wasn't many down-the-field threats. And say what you want, I think, I think scheme-wise, this stuff's been great because I think receivers have been more open than we've seen I in the past. Too. I do, too. Even I on the, the, in, the Dalton pick six. I mean, there was separation yeah, oh yeah. if it doesn't get batted no, down. No, that would have been a touchdown yes. if, it, if it didn't get tipped. So I like schematically where this team is at. Uh, but at some point, you have to take the top off the defense more and more. And, and without A.J. Green for right now, uh, Tyler Boyd's more of a slot guy. Correct. John Ross is supposed to be that down the field, take the top off the defense. So until he's doing that, what are you going to get? Extra guys in the box stopping the run. Uh, defense is playing well, up and, and as much as I like the passing scheme, and I like you know the fact that uh, in the preseason, I think Andy Dalton literally got hit one time. Mm-hmm. He didn't get sacked. So the other quarterbacks did when some right. of the subs were in, but but Andy did not get sacked. They didn't run it well. The first team offense, I think, had uh, 21 yards rushing on 12 carries in the preseason, so right. they didn't run it well. But they protected Andy, and some of that those schematics. It's I mean, he's it feels like he catches the snap. He's on his back foot, and the ball's out of his hands. It's yeah. very quick. But eventually, Team, yeah, teams are going to cheat force up, cheat up, cheat up, cheat up, and field. force you to put it down the field. Right. So, yeah, John's got to be able to, to, to be that guy, I yeah. think. And we'll, we'll see if he the, can. The interesting piece of this, with these uh, new roles and, and starters and guys having their jobs taken, what is the leash for a guy like Trey Hopkins. I mean, I, is that I, a, it? I asked Jim Turner that. Now, now we asked Zach Taylor that, and Zach said he, you know, I, I don't plan on having a quick hook. They didn't say he wouldn't have a hook. Yeah. I asked Jim Turner the same thing yesterday, and and he he said, look, got to perform. You don't perform. Right. I, I got. I, I'm going to bring seven guys to a game. Yep. And if you're not performing, I'll put another guy. Which in is there. something we haven't seen in the past either. Correct. So Correct. yeah, I think at least that it, it it holds these guys accountable, not just for the game, but series by series. Yeah. You better lock in and bring it. Yeah, and he said, look, look, I know guys are going to make mistakes. I'm not here to tell you I'm going to pull them for every little mistake. But if they're not performing, right. 
So like you got, so I, and I think it's, I, I agree with you. I mean, it's, yep. hey, you're getting paid. You're a professional. If you don't perform, we've got another professional that's getting yep. paid. Let's let him give it a try. Yes, sir. No doubt about it. Um, preseason game four is always kind of interesting to oh. me because it, it feels like it's just a, an exercise in futility. It used to mean something. But, well, I'm, that's what I was going to ask you because, I, I mean, I know for, for some guys in that locker room it will mean something. Mm-hmm. It may mean their last football game they ever play. Um, it may mean that, that there's a handful of jobs that are still up for grabs. The cornerback spot, uh, I think, there's, there's, is, is up for grabs. You know, one of those last wide receiver spots. Um, the defensive line, can Andrew Brown have another good game and put himself in the mix? So it does mean some things. And you, and you played in fourth preseason mm-hmm. games. I mean, the guys that you played with, and not, not just for yourself personally, it, it, had to, it did mean something, right? Yeah. I mean, for me, that was, that was like my last chance. I was battling with Hunter Cantwell to make the team. He had already been on the roster. And you know that's I mean that's when I beat Hunter Cantwell out. Yeah, I mean, to tell you back what, in 2010. Very, very few quarterbacks yeah. ever. I mean, look at the career he's gone on to have. Correct. <laughs> to to make that roster preseason game number four, uh, it, it it doesn't seem to have the same value now because I no, think, it seems even you're right. It does seem because even I think less. It, it almost feels like coaches don't even take it as serious. So the game plans, game preps, not as serious. The other team's not playing so. So it's one thing to evaluate guys, but you're also evaluating guys that probably aren't likely going to make the other roster as well. So. It's great for players to get film out there of themselves uh, to use for their own tape, whether that's try to get on a practice squad right. somewhere or make another roster. But other than that, I mean, it is a, it's a glorified scrimmage for a lot of these guys moving forward. It, it is. It, it feels like year after year as it goes by, it becomes less impactful. Yeah, very much so. To our point, it's almost like, okay, just give us three preseason games. I mean, the Bengals had to sign an offensive lineman yesterday because they're not going to play their starting five. Right. May not play Andre Smith because just Cordy Glenn's got the concussion and you don't know 100% if he's going to be there for Seattle. It sounds like he will be. But they literally signed this guy to give them a seventh offensive lineman. He may not even have to play, but right. look, you need some bodies. and they need, that's, right. that, But that's where things are yep. in a game like this. You're, you're playing so few guys. That you just got to make sure you got enough bodies in each position just to get through the daggone game. Correct. All right, let's move on to uh, to Andrew Luck. Mm. Um, you got hurt in your career. Mm-hmm. Um, went through some things injury wise, yeah. and I think the thing here, the first and foremost, a lot has been made of the fans booing yeah. Andrew Luck when he walked up. Well, welcome back to Loveland High School. We are just about to start the second half of action with the Lebanon Warriors leading the Loveland Tigers twenty-eight. To 14. Alongside Brock Faulkner, I am Jason Griefer. We appreciate you joining us here for week two of the t- 2019 Ohio high school football season. And Brock, it seemed everything was picture perfect for Loveland on drive number one. You get the short kick, short field position. You pay it off with the 42-yard touchdown pass. And then from there, Lebanon kind of takes over, especially in the trenches, both on the offensive line and the defensive line. It started to really throw Calvin Cloud off of his game when Loveland had a ball, but on the other side, Lebanon's offensive line for most of this most of the first half was just flat out dominant and cleared the way for Keith Farr, who was at times in this first half unstoppable. Yeah. Lebanon really kind of found themselves in the second quarter. Um, they came out early and trying to throw the ball and a couple overthrows and some miscommunication and bad ball handling. And in the second quarter they just went simple. They put seven on the line. Give it to their running back and watch them go pretty much. Uh, so now if you're Loveland, what, what do you do as far as adjustments go? Do you try and match that, just pack the box in? I, I think you have to. Kind of force uh, force Lebanon's hand and make them have to throw the ball. Uh, in the first quarter, that's what worked. So 
you, you got to try to switch it up or try something to get uh, Lebanon off their game. And on the other side, offensively for Loveland, I'm a little surprised at how, mu how much more reliant on the passing game they have been here. And I don't know if there's some something, if it's just schematics-wise, that we've just not seen Liam Hamill with the ball very often in his hands in the first half. Much more reliant on the arm of Calvin Cloud, which has been interesting to watch because he's not had a lot of time to throw the football. Now, granted, Levin is bringing extra pressure on a lot of plays, but he has not had a lot of time. Yeah, he, um, the offensive line is struggling with that big defensive front there for Lebanon. Um, Lebanon's got offense and defensive wise. They got big boys up front, and it's it's creating some havoc for Cloud. Um, as far as Liam Hamill goes, you know they're giving him the ball, but he's gotten hit a couple times behind the line. kind of shaking him up. Um, but we have seen that a couple runs he's gotten out into space, or a couple just quick passes. Uh, the the five yard uh, stop and go kind of routes, and they get the ball to his hands. He can make a person miss. So. Here in the second half, I, I would look to see uh, uh, Loveland get the ball to Liam Hamill more, whether it is that quick pass or maybe bringing an extra tight end to help help Cloud get some time to throw it deep deep downfield. I also maybe look for Loveland to be a little bit more patient in moving the ball down the field, and, and the reason why I say that is because they have had no answer for Keith Farr to try and stop him and slow him down. So in that situation, you'll see a lot of teams do this, and maybe we, maybe we don't see it here from uh, Andy Cruz. Keep him off the field. The best way to stop him is to not let him onto the field. So maybe Loveland looks to go that route. I know that goes completely in the face of what Andy Cruz wants to do. And I'm not saying he needs to huddle and take the play clock down to two or three seconds every play. But with your play calling, just keep it keep it short and keep it in front of you and, and try and limit the touches that Farr has. Because you have to imagine... Lebanon is not Lebanon is feeling pretty good offensively, and they're not going to change what they're doing. Now, they're going to get the ball to start here in the second half, the Warriors will, and I'd have to imagine we're going to see a heavy dose of Keith Farr, and, and rightfully so, but I, I think maybe that's a route to consider as well for the Tigers. Keep Keith Farr off the field and be patient within your offense. And that would, would help with two things. Um, we also saw Loveland, they get some momentum going, and um, we saw a couple of legal substitution penalties. Uh, we saw, you know, a, a couple um, penalties where they just weren't uh, in order on the line of scrimmage. We saw Liam Hamill and Calvin Cloud collide in the backfield. So maybe if you slow it down, it gets everybody in, in sync, everybody in order where they need to be, and they eliminate those little mistakes. So we're just about set to kick off. Lebanon will be kicking from left to right from our vantage point. So Farnsworth will be kicking into the wind. Seth Myers and Blake Lamb will await the return at their own 15-yard line as we are just about to set to begin the third quarter. Wonderful crowd still here. Had some couple of really terrific performances at halftime from both schools' respective marching bands, both very good. Definitely worth coming to check out if you're in the area for either school, as a matter of fact, going forward the rest of the season. So now what does Loveland have to do? To get back into this, what do they have planned to get back into this? We're going to find out over the next 24 minutes of game action. Farnsworth will tee it up, and Myers and Lamb will await. And we are all set for half number two here in Loveland. Very short kick. It's going to be bouncing at the 35-yard line, picked up by the up man. He'll go out right at the 34. That was Luke Marsh on the right side there, so... Loveland, 
Again, I mean, both both kicking teams doing this, not allowing the return men to try to get anything going in the return game. Yeah, both teams do have – seems like they have a mutual respect for their return game, and, and they're kicking it short. However, they're scaring me a couple times. They keep kicking it over toward the sidelines, and it's very close to being out of bounds. Well, we had to – saw that happen in the, in the first half. Marsh actually just fielded that ball, actually was able to field a ball while out of bounds, which then it indicates a procedure penalty. So to begin the second half – Lebanon will go heavy up front, seven on the line, and Keith Farr will line up in the gun to the left of Ethan Marsh. And Loveland has tightened the, the clamps down on the box, and Farr gets hit in the backfield on the handoff on first down. He is slung down in the backfield. Great play by Ion Davis to bring him down in the backfield. You immediately see it, partner, like you said before we got the second half started. Pack the box. Yeah, they did do a good job, and they got to him, uh, you know, far as a dynamic runner. So they hit him once, he spins off it. They hit him again, spins off it, but then they finally, since they had so many people up there, were able to drag him down for a loss. Loss of about a half a yard just outside of the 33-yard line. Same formation for Lebanon, far to the left of Marsh. Marsh awaiting the snap and has it. Going to keep it himself on the play fake. Marsh spins out of one, trying to cross 35 yards. It does. Marsh breaks a tackle across the 45, across midfield, and into Loveland territory. He is so slippery, hiding behind his offensive lineman, and now we see Ethan Marsh breaking tackles and moving the chains. And if you're Loveland, you, you got to chalk that one up till you had him, and he just happened to get away. Um, uh, however, I do like Marsh running the ball, or Loveland forcing Marsh to run the ball rather than just letting him give it to Farr every single time. The ball now at the Loveland 48-yard line after the scramble from Ethan Marsh. Gives you a different dynamic than Farr does as well, being much smaller. Going to keep it on the option again is Marsh, and they don't – Loveland's defense doesn't buy it at all. Didn't sell the, the handoff fake really well to – far at all, and Marsh had three black helmets waiting for him. It'll be a loss of one to the 49-yard line. You're seeing right now, these first few plays, Loveland selling out, it, going after that ball in the backfield. Yep, and you can see Coach Andy Cruz on the sidelines. He's getting pumped up. He's excited for his defense and really getting in there and putting their helmets to the ball. Second and 11. Now Far will line up to the right side of Marsh. Lebanon still with a heavy front. Loveland has their linebackers packed in tight. Marsh is going to take the direct snap. Going to run all the way to the right side. What a great open field tackle. Firing in from the outside is Reese Hatfield as he just really shot out of a gun to take Marsh down in the backfield. It will be a loss of four back to the 47 of Lebanon. Yeah, they were running right the whole way and they had a wall of white jerseys, and all of a sudden he just shot through out of nowhere. It looked like almost like one of those like student body type of plays where you just snap it and everybody's going to the right. It's a loss of four, so now it's third and long. And can Loveland get their defense off the field? And how does Lebanon attack this? Marsh does not look comfortable throwing the football. Marsh will throw here. Wants a shot down the right sideline, and it's incomplete over the top. And too far for Seth Myers, who had just broken open at the last moment, but marched through it a couple of yards too far in front. So good response there from Loveland. A much more aggressive defense on that series. It will force a Lebanon punt. And we'll see how the Warriors handle this one. Darian Hughes had all kinds of issues with a bad snap on his lone punt in the first half, but was able to get it away. Looks like Sharkley will be lined up at his own 20-yard line for the return. 
Hughes will have a slight wind at his back. We'll see if they get the snap back to him this time. Snap is perfect, and Hughes will get this one down in a line drive, and Sharkley will let it go. It's going to take another great bounce, and I tell you, Darian Hughes may get some looks at the next level for punting because he just sent that ball out of bounds at the four-yard line. That's two punts and two balls down to the four. That's a great job. A line drive punt, it doesn't allow the return man to do anything with it, and it's spun out of bounds. That's a coffin corner type kick for a guy who's now going to be on the field at the right defensive end position. That's a that's special teams player of the week award type of stuff, the way Hughes has been composed in the backfield. So Loveland will have it, 9.09 to play in the third quarter and trailing 28-14. Cloud will be in the gun in his own end zone with Hamill behind and to the left. We're with, seeing Lebanon with a safety now too. That's something they never didn't do in the first half. Maybe that opens up opportunities for Hamill. He'll... Get the hand Fumble. Off. Fumble there, and it looks like it's going to be a touchdown for Lebanon. It is. Cloud just never really stepped into the handoff as Hamill ran right by him. And the worst thing that could happen deep in your own territory, another sloppy exchange, and Lebanon falls on it in the end zone for the touchdown. And you hate to see it right after the defense had a really good series there and forced the punt. And unfortunately, just a miscue on offense again. That's just a that's just a killer. Yeah, like you said, you get you get the defensive stop, and then on the first play, a bad exchange between Cloud and Hamill leads to the touchdown, and Lebanon again will go for two, leading 34 to 14. Shotgun, option to the right. Marsh gonna keep it himself. Breaks one tackle, breaks the second, and gets in for the two-point conversion again. Broken tackle after broken tackle. And with 9.01 to play now in the third quarter off of the turnover, it is 11-36, Loveland 14 here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. This is Jerry Snodgrass, Executive Director of the Ohio High School Athletic Association. One of my long-standing goals is to help people understand that high school sports are about so much more than wins and losses. The OHSAA promotes education-based athletics, where sports are an extension of the classroom. Our schools all want to win. There's no doubt about it. But at the end of the day, it's all about sportsmanship, leadership, and making certain that academics are a priority. Thank you for your support of high school sports in Ohio. Things just go from bad to worse for the Tigers after getting a stop defensively and backed up on their own four-yard line. Calvin Cloud and Liam Hamill with a sloppy exchange. The ball is dropped on the turf, and Lebanon falls on it in the end zone for the touchdown. And after the two-point conversion, it is 36-14 in favor of Lebanon. Since the first drive of this game, it's been a 36-7 margin in favor of the Warriors. Keith Farr on the field to kick it off. He's only standing four yards behind the ball, so another short kick is coming. And he'll send it straight down the field. Hamill's going to get a chance to return this at his own 20. Hamill straight at the middle. Liam Hamill cuts the wrong man across midfield. Liam Hamill looking for some help. Lost ball. the ball as he crossed the 40-yard line and Lebanon has it again. Hamill had out really 
paced his own coverage, and there were multiple Lebanon defenders there, and Hamill coughed it up, and Lebanon has it has the ball right back. Oh, my goodness. An absolutely nightmare start to the half for the Loveland Tigers. And Lebanon with all of the momentum. A fumble recovery for a touchdown, and now Loveland's best offensive player fumbles the, the ensuing kickoff and gives the ball right back to the Warriors, who, no surprise, are going to hand the ball to Keith Farr up the middle. He's going to be st stopped right at the line for no gain this time. A gang tackled on the play. Austin Lodor, who has a touchdown catch in the game for Loveland, the first to meet Farr. They'll give Farr credit for a gain of one as they'll say his momentum was stopped at the 35-yard line. 8.25 to go in the third. Lebanon in control. Marsh checks his line up front as Lebanon remains in the heavy front. Now they only have six on the line. One receiver moves out wide. Right side, Farr's going to take it, trying to cut back into the middle. That's going nowhere, and he'll get nothing again. Good job on the outside by Zach Bebout to come down and bring him down for a minimal gain at best. It'll be third and nine from the 35. So for the all the struggles Loveland had defensively against the run in the first half, They've acquitted themselves well here to start the second quarter, but it's been the offense and special teams that have let things down thus far. We do still have a long way to go, 7.30 remaining in the third quarter, so plenty of time for the Tigers to get back into it, but it starts right here and getting off the field on a third and nine. Marsh with far to his right, play fake. Marsh right side wants a shot down the field. Receiver is out there. It is caught down on the far sideline by Seth Myers inside Loveland territory at the 36-yard line. A simple lob it up and let Myers go get it as he was being matched by Collette. And a big gain on Marsh's best throw of the night. Yeah, Loveland defense here is really putting their nose in, stopping the run, and they finally Marsh beat him with his arm. At the 36 of Loveland, Lebanon looking Marsh on the option, keeps it himself, cuts into the middle. Ethan Marsh may have been stopped up by his own man. It'll be a gain of four to the 32-yard line. He faked the option pitch out wide to far and kept it himself as he cut back into the middle. It seems like the defense, too, on that option, they're keying more on far and making Marsh kind of cut back into the middle where the players are rather than letting them try to get around that outside. And understandable that they're keying on far with the way he ran crazy in the second quarter with four touchdowns on the ground. Second and six. Marsh called run the whole way to his right. Tried to cut it back to the middle. He's banged down at the 30-yard line by Lodor. Seeing him play both sides of the ball here, and he's, yep. he's putting yep. a pretty good resume together. He has a touchdown catch. Made another tackle on the defensive line. He'll check out on this third down play. It'll be third down and four from the 30 of Loveland. And the Warriors, plenty of time, 20 on the play clock as Marsh gets the call in from the sideline. I'd have to think this is two down territory if they don't convert here on third down. 
And now they'll call a stoppage for a moment to reset the play clock. So now it's at 25. Now Marsh in the gun with far to his right. Loveland showing pressure, and that's going to be – well start, maybe? I think so. Might be a snap infraction on the center because it looked like everybody on both sides of the line moved except the center, Cody Evans. So now it'll make it third and nine. And we know what happened just a few moments ago in the same third and nine situation. Marsh with a beautiful pass out to the right side to Myers for the big game. Even so, with it being at the 35-yard line, I'd still think, Brock, this is two-down territory for the Warriors. Yeah, with the way they're moving the ball, if, if they can get points on this possession, you got to think they, they're looking to take Loveland out of the game. Marsh in the gun. Has four wide receivers. Far to his left. Marsh looking to throw. Now looking to scramble. Left side going to tuck it and run up the middle. It's going to be brought down at about the 31-yard line. It'll be fourth and five. On the play, he was looking to the right side to Myers down the right sideline again, but had pressure in his face and had to tuck it to the left side and run it. So it'll be fourth and five, and can Loveland's defense get a stop? It looks like Loveland might be expecting a run here. They subbed out uh, one of their quarter corners and brought Lodor in again, the big tight end. You're right. Loveland's going to pack the box in tight. Eight in the box for the Tigers on fourth and five. Marsh from the gun, play fake, looking to the left side, passes out. It is caught at the 21-yard line by Blake Lamb. Just used his size advantage to get inside of the defender and a nice job to go down to the turf and secure it for the first down. That's the advantage of having a guy six foot two on the outside. You can really throw it anywhere around him. And an athlete like Lamb, he's able even to go get the low ones just like that. Interesting game here, too. We're seeing both teams adapt. Loveland is covering the run better, and now Lebanon comes out, and they're starting to execute their throws more. Play clock under 10. Marsh just now sees it and makes a check on the on the line. Play clock down to five. From the gun, Marsh going to take it to the left, a design run the whole way. Nice job by Lev Loveland, I should say, to stretch him out and force him out for a loss of a couple. No room on the left side. Interesting, we saw that design called to the left side, which is the short side on the play, and Marsh just had nowhere to go to turn it upfield. He'll lose two back to the 23. Yeah, Zach Owens did a great job to kind of ride that tight end out there to the corner and make it so he couldn't turn upfield until it was too late. Four minutes and 20 seconds remaining in the third quarter. Lebanon still firmly in control, leading 36-14. to 14. Marsh will go from the shotgun. Six men on the line. And has far to his left. Loveland showing pressure. Marsh drops the handoff. He's going to tuck it and take it and run. Marsh to the left side inside the 20 and makes something out of nothing as it looked like he was catching that to throw it and just flat out dropped it and wound up picking up yardage anyway. He gets knocked out the 16-yard line. And we've got an injury down on the field for Loveland as the defender collided with Marsh. Can't quite tell who that is. And, but the young man's up and off the field. So we should be back to action rather quickly. Looks like he's holding his right arm, but hopefully back, able to return to action. And as soon as we get a, get a number on that, we'll, uh, we'll let you know who that is. Ball spotted just outside of the 15-yard line. It's third down and a long five. Marsh wants to throw. Pressured out 
to the right side. Ian Davis chasing him. Short of the far side. It is caught. It'll be short of the first down. It was hauled in by Mason DeGenero, who also plays linebacker. It'll be fourth down and about a yard and a half. Ion Davis came through the line there and almost broke it up before it could, that play could even start. Here comes Andy Cruz again, subbing in the big fellas. Yeah, bringing in Tyler Shelley. Fourth and a long one for Lebanon. Farr gets the handoff up the middle, lowers the shoulders. He'll have a first down and be brought down at the six-yard line. And now some extracurriculars behind the play as Tyler Shelley, I believe it was, it was indeed, after the play, battling with Matt Sprandell, the offensive lineman for Levin, and just drove him all the way to the end zone and then gave him a few extra shots while on top of him in the end zone. Well, Shelley, this, the cap, one of the senior captains, very frustrated right now. Not sure what happened between he and Sprandell, but you look, they were some five yards deep into the end zone. Very, very bizarre. That, brought, that was nowhere near the play. Yeah, the, the ball carrier was down at about the six or seven yard line, and they were five yards deep in the end zone. Frustration boiling over for Shelley on the play. The officials huddled together at the six yard line where the ball is spotted. And uh, you wonder if they're discussing if it should be offsetting penalties. Maybe Sprandale did something to cause Shelley to retaliate. I don't know. I also wouldn't be surprised if they saw, thought it was as excessive from Shelley and maybe wondering if he should be tossed from the game. Because all of a sudden, out of nowhere, after Farr picked up the first down, you look five yards deep in the end zone, and Shelley is literally over the top of Sprandell, who's face down on the turf and giving him some pushing and shoving. Started as optimism tonight for Loveland has boiled over into severe frustration. It looks like the penalty is actually going to be on Lebanon as they're stepping the ball back here. We got offsetting penalties. They're going to they called a face mask. Maybe that was what happened there. Sprandell maybe got up in the face of Shelley. So we have a personal foul against well, Loveland. Back. We have the personal foul against Loveland, but a face mask against Lebanon. So this. So they, they've reset the ball, advanced the penalty back, and then moved it back forward, and the ball spotted at the eight-yard line. Huh. So I guess after all that, maybe offsetting? I, I would have to think that was it. Unless they called the, the personal foul to be after the play. As far as tackled, it looked to be at the six-yard line. Now they moved the ball back to the eight. They walked off the Lebanon penalty and then move forward with the Loveland penalty. And we're still having a meeting of the minds from our officiating crew at around the eight-yard line. There's three minutes and 58 seconds remaining in the third quarter. Lebanon on the doorstep of another score, leading Loveland 36-14. to 14. And I'm still not sure what's going on here. And I'm not 100% sure the refs do either. We see him still talking, trying to figure this out. And we see him going over and kind of talking to the Loveland defense and the 
Lebanon coach, and he's obviously yeah, not happy with the yeah. call. Matt Hopkins very, very upset on the far sideline, the coach for Lebanon. Unless they spotted far at the eight-yard line, I, that's the only thing I can fathom as to why the ball is at the eight right now because obviously the personal foul face mask and the unnecessary roughness on the other side, they're both 15-yard penalties. That's the only thing I can think of is that they marked the ball. They marked far down at the eight instead of the six. The man holding the sticks on the far sideline had the ball spotted at the flag, I should say, at the six-yard line, the stick at the six-yard line. And we still don't have full clarification. And now Andy Cruz is getting it, finding out what's going on on the Loveland sideline. On a good note, though, the Tiger that was injured a couple plays ago is now back on the field. Good to see that. So after all of that, it looks like we're going to resume play. It'll be first and goal, I think, from the eight-yard line. Lebanon's coaches still have some things to say, and looks like here we go, finally. And we will resume play. A bizarre sequence, but we're back to action now. First and goal from the eight-yard line. Heavy set up front for Lebanon. Far in the backfield to the left of Marsh. Far takes it right in the middle, bounces left, trying to push the pile. He's brought down at about the three-yard line for a pickup of five. Looks like Far almost had to jump over somebody that went down and cut to his left. Lebanon quickly back onto the line, trying to get it off before Loveland gets set. Hand up the middle, Far trying to push his way in. He is down near the goal line, and I think he's going to be marked just shy, just outside of the goal, of the end zone. So make it third down and goal as Far is looking for his fifth rushing touchdown of the night. Far to the left of Marsh. Seven men up front for Lebanon. Loveland in tight defensively on third and goal from the one. Marsh, hand off to Far, leaps over the top. He's in for his fifth rushing touchdown of the night. And that, may, that might be the backbreaker for the Tigers as, as it's now 42-14 with 2.47 remaining in the third quarter. Yeah, have yourself a day, Keith Farr. Five yeah. rushing touchdowns, all since the start of the second quarter. Remember, Loveland led 7-0 after the first quarter of the ball game. All after in about 20 minutes. And as we've seen over the last, the last several scores, Lebanon once again will go for the two-point conversion to try to make this a 30-point lead. From the gun, Marsh with Farr to his right. And Far going to get it right. He is banged right the line of scrimmage and goes straight down. So the two-point try is no good. 2.47 remaining in the third quarter. It is all Lebanon as they continue to stretch the lead out. They lead Loveland 42-14 to here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Abco Pavement Services, LLC, has been doing commercial asphalt, concrete, and ceiling work since 1962 in the tri-state area. Our valued customers include Home Depot, United Dairy Farmers, C.B. Richard Ellis, Town Properties, and Fifth Third Bank, to name a few. We strive to provide professional service, communication, and project management for all of your commercial concrete and pavement maintenance needs. Go Abco Pavement Services. 
Welcome back to Loveland High School, Lebanon leading 42-14. And, Brock, we were just talking during the break. The way that drive concluded for Lebanon with the touchdown, Loveland's defense at this point right now just looked tired because they've been on the field so much here in this third quarter. You had the fumble back in your own territory that Lebanon had for a touchdown, so your defense is right there. And then the fumble and the ensuing kickoff, your defense is right back on the field again. If anything, for Loveland on this drive, I have to think you've got to at least get a couple of first downs, give your defense a chance to catch their breath in some regard. Yeah, I, I agree with you there, Jason. Uh, you look Looking down here at the Loveland defense, they're all gasping for air, chugging water, and, um, you know, they're just – by the time that drive started, I'm back on the 35, and they went all the way the length of the field, taking plenty of time off the clock. They're just tired. Kick will be played at the 25-yard line, and – a Tiger returner, couldn't tell who that was, be brought down just shy of the 36-yard line. And so that's where Loveland will begin. And it looks like he's looks like another injury for the Tigers. Same man who was injured before defensively. Looks like he's lower leg injury this time. Again, can't quite tell who that is from our vantage point. 240 on the clock. And Still plenty of time in the ball game. It's 2.40 to go in the third quarter. Looks like some of the some of the Loveland contingent has either hit the concession stand or they've decided to depart for the evening. Still a really good crowd here on both sides. I, I don't want to discredit that. It's still a great crowd. But it's been a very tough go of it here for Loveland since really the opening four or five minutes of the ball game as Lebanon has just controlled things from the get-go. Student section, they're still roaring over to our right as the injured Tigers helped off the field. Not putting a lot of pressure, it looks like on the left ankle. But the Loveland student section, they came to they came to party here today. And it's just been the outstanding play for Lebanon that's kind of taken them out of the game spirit-wise. They're still here in full force, so attendance-wise, uh, do want to point that out. They are ready. They're still ready to go, looking for any sign from this Loveland team to get back in it. Back to action. Cloud, five wide receivers looking to his left. It is dropped by Lund again. Another one right in his hands, and he goes down again. And some more pushing and shoving after the play, as John Philgis for Loveland and also Jonathan Banks for Lebanon. A little pushing and shoving after the play. They did separate quickly, but it was. Well away from the football. So second and ten from the 36 for the Tigers. 237 to play in the third. Trailing 42 to 14. Cloud five wide again. Three to his left, two to his right. From the right hash. Cloud into the middle. It is caught by Jackson. Makes a man miss. Bailey Jackson, nice move to the 45-yard line. He'll be close to the first down. He may even get it with forward progress. That was nice of leveling there to use Liam Hamill as a decoy, just sitting out there in the flats and the defense hovered toward him and found Bailey just sitting right there in a soft spot. It is a first down to the 46-yard line as Jackson was able to fight his way forward for the first down. Cloud back to throw to the left side again. Scramble has to go to his right, and he is down in the backfield. Darian Hughes, who's had a heck of a day punting, comes off the left side and brings Cloud down. I think they wanted to get the Jackson outside on the left side on the square out. But he was so well covered, the cloud had to look back into the middle. And by the time he did, it was too late, and Hughes got him. A loss of seven back to the 39-yard line. Five wide receivers, two, two sets of double-stacked receivers on either side. 
Cloud looking into the middle. Hamill is there behind him, though, and incomplete. It was a tough window to squeeze it into. There were two Warrior defenders right on him, one of them the quarterback, Ethan Marsh, and also Mason DeGenero. Try to get the back shoulder throw just off the mark. Right idea. Just couldn't quite haul it in. Did Hamill. It'll be third down and 17 from the 39. Once again, five wide for Cloud. Has time. Gets that time swallowed up, though, as he's hit again by Hughes on the left side. And Cloud slow to get up. Yeah, he took a shot right to the back number there. Razzi was releasing that ball. Yeah, holding his chest. Maybe they had the wind knocked out of him. But time was there initially, and boy, Hughes closed in lightning quick and took it away. As I was trying to say it, Hughes closed the gap. So Loveland will send on the punting unit. Lund will await the snap at his own 25 for Loveland. And Myers will return a high and wide snap. Lund gets it and is able to put a ground ball in the middle. It's fielded by Lebanon at midfield and dropped initially, but then they're able to fall back on it. Brandon Beavers, a reserve tight end who just found the ball, kind of deflect to him. He tried to pick it up and run it and dropped it and then was able to fall back on it at the Lebanon 49-yard line. Well, Lebanon almost had that punt blocked, and I think because of the high and wide snap, it forced Lund to go right into the man who had the release inside. A minute 32 to go in the third quarter. And Lebanon with the ball and a 28-point lead. Marsh will have two receivers on either side of him. He'll go in the gun with Farr to his right. Far will take the handoff, come to the left side, kind of cut it back in the middle. He is smacked down by DeMargo Johnson and also Nate Holman as he just crosses midfield for a gain of about three to the 48-yard line of the Tigers. And if you are Coach Andy Cruz at this time, you do have to be pretty happy with the way your defense has came out here in the second half. They've had to try and carry it because the offense has struggled mightily here in this third quarter. Offense and special teams have struggled. The defense is playing hard, but they've also been on the field for a lot of this third quarter. Lebanon goes heavy up front. Farr moves to the left of Marsh in the gun. Farr will get it, cutting right side, and Holman is right there to stop him. He may get a gain of about a yard and a half, but another good tackle by Nate Holman coming down from the right side to the left side of the line to limit Farr to a minimal gain. The ball will be spotted at the 47, so just a yard for far that time. It'll bring up third and six. On what should be the last play of the third quarter, 22 seconds on the clock, 18 on the play clock, so they will have to snap it. If they keep it on the ground, it should be the last play of the quarter. Marsh wants to throw it instead. Left side has De Janeiro out on the, in the flats. He'll be right at the sticks, and I think he will have the first down as he turned the corner and just strong enough, it looked like he had the first down. Oh, wow, now they're going to move it back to the 42. I thought De Janeiro had it first down, but instead 
That's how the third quarter ends. Lebanon will have the ball fourth and one. When we come back, we're at the end of the third quarter. It is 11-42, Loveland 14 here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Budget Door of Cincinnati has you covered. We specialize in repair and installation of commercial doors, security gates, and dock levelers. With affordable rates, 24-hour commercial service, and free replacement quotes, Budget Door can help you with any of your dock or door projects. Have an issue with your home garage door or opener? Budget Door can help with that, too. Servicing the tri-state area for over 30 years, Budget Door offers quality service at a budget price. Call 513-851-6644 to schedule your door repair or replacement today. Welcome back. Fourth quarter about to begin. Lebanon leading Loveland 42-14. Lebanon has the ball fourth and one at the Loveland 42-yard line, and it looks like they are going to go for this. And pretty understandable call here. They will go heavy up front. And uh, Brock will give you one guess as to who gets the ball here on fourth down. I'm going to go ahead and uh, go with Farr. Marsh gets the snap. Handoff is to Far. He'll have the first down across the 40 to the 39-yard line. What a job by Marsh to really basically just run with him and make sure he wanted to give it to him. And negate any kind of bobble on the exchange there. Great job by you on the call, by the way. I don't know if you, did, you have a, did you have a line plugged into the <laughs> Lebanon coaching staff there? Uh, good guess. <laughs> So Lebanon, with any kind of score here, would put the scoring margin at plus 30, which would then institute the running clock if they're able to punch it in. Still have a ways to go, though. They're at the Loveland 38-yard line. Marsh in the gun. Play fake. Wants to throw down the left sideline, going for the knockout blow. It is caught, and going down at the 5-yard line is Nico Smith, the senior wide receiver with his first catch of the day. And I tell you, Marsh has looked a lot better throwing the ball here in the second half than he did the first. I think it's set up by the run game, but he's had time to throw it. But a beautiful ball down to Smith. It's a gain of 33 down to the five where it's first and goal. In the gun. Farr gets the handoff, pushing forward. Keith Farr down near the goal line. I think he's going to be just shy of his sixth rushing touchdown of the night. It'll be marked at the one. Yeah, and Lebanon going with seven down linemen. It works in two ways. It gives Farr a good push up front and also gives Marsh time to throw it. They'll go same set. Far to the left of Marsh in the gun with seven linemen up front. One yard away. The handoff is to Farr straight ahead. And Keith Farr, did he get in? I don't think he did. Lebanon is trying to say maybe the second or third effort got him in, but they'll say he is stopped just outside of the goal line. Good stand on that play by the Tigers. Can they do it once more? The ball just outside of the goal line. It'll be third and goal. And I don't think for Lebanon there's any reason to change it. No, you got to give it to him. I mean, he's already gotten... Five so far, so you might as well just 
keep going. He'll take it again. No, he won't. Marsh, a beautiful sell, and Marsh takes it in on the option. Had me fooled. Ethan Marsh gets one for himself, his third touchdown on the ground this season. It makes it 48-14. to 14. What a great time by Marsh to pull the ball back. Yeah, had me fooled. I think he had everybody fooled as he just waltzed into the end zone on the left side to make it 48-14, to 14, and Lebanon will go for a two-point try. Same formation, receiver, one receiver on either side, seven down lineman, far in the backfield alongside Marsh in the gun. The Warriors for the two-point try. Marsh will throw it this time, and in the middle, it is caught by De Janeiro for the two-point conversion. I thought they were looking for Smith on the far side on the slant, and De Janeiro just kind of jack-in-the-box, popped up and grabbed it for the two-point try, and for the second consecutive week, the Loveland Tigers opponent has hit 50 points. 50 to 14, your score with 9.51 to play. Still a long way to go in the season, but another frustrating result. It's going to be after what after such promise we had early on. And because of the margin, it is now a 36-point lead. The running clock will be instituted here, barring any kind of injury or timeout. So 50 to 14, your score in favor of Lebanon with 9.51 to play. And once this kickoff is taken, the clock will roll. And if you're Loveland, do you go and when you get the ball back, just do you still try to pass it and get in the touchdown as quick as possible, or do you start working on your offense for weeks to come? I think you're just kind of you're just trying to get in sync offensively because we've seen it much like in week in week one, Brock. We saw it kind of come and go in spurts for for Loveland offensively. At times they look very good, very capable offensively, and at times, not only last week but here tonight, it's been a struggle. Short kick taken by Hamill at his own 25-yard line, cuts up, able to carry it all the way to the 40-yard line. Ball may have popped out there for a second again, but Hamill was able to hang on to it. So Loveland will start at their own 40-yard line with 9.36 on the clock. It's a good field, field position for Loveland here. They can get a couple couple good things going as usual. Uh, hopefully they can march down the field and get some points on this one. Get, get something going to carry into next week for a, a road trip to Milford. And, of course, we'll have the coverage for you right here on ESP Media kickoff at 7 o'clock in Milford. So Calvin Cloud will have four wide receivers, and Luke Hamill will join him in the backfield to his right. Now shifts to the left in motion. Cloud, swing pass that's deflected by Dalton Hughes. It'll say it's incomplete. Well, Hughes has just been relentless on the right side of that defensive line. Got upfield so quickly, he was able to catch the swing pass and deflect it away. It seems like he's been doing it all punting and pinning them deep and really wreaking havoc on the defensive side. If you're looking for an unsung hero for the Warriors, he is it. Cloud play fake to the right side, into the middle. Ball fluttered out of his hands. Jackson still caught it. Bailey Jackson inside the 20, inside the 15, working inside the 10, trying to cut it into the middle, and is brought down at the 7-yard line. 
That ball came fluttering out of the hands of Cloud, almost like a punt, the way it was wobbling. And Jackson came back and caught it, and Cloud took a shot, and he has to come off the field for the play. But Jackson, with a huge gain, will set up the Tigers for first and goal. Cloud took a shot. He is out off the field for now, and Aquilino, the backup quarterback, will take the snap. Cloud is taking a beating. Hamill takes a handoff left side. Around one man, Luke Hamill into the end zone for the touchdown. As he put a juke on the defender, Matthew McCowan, and just beat him to the edge for the score. And that's what we were talking about, that offense that comes and goes. And that was four plays in the end zone, and, you know, they've struggled all game. And really off of what could have been a disastrous play is the pass from Cloud to Jackson really fluttered, almost kind of the backspin like you'd see on a kick. Yeah, it was a great adjustment by uh, Bailey Jackson there to kind of stop and turn around and just barely catch it off his fingertips. Cloud is back in as Loveland will go for the two-point try. Hamill in motion to the left, high snap. Cloud just nowhere to go, and he is slung down immediately. The high snap through the timing off of it, and he is slammed down in the backfield by Jonathan Banks. So with 8-11 to go in the ballgame, our score is Lebanon 50, Loveland 20 here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Enjoying tonight's broadcast but missed the first 30 minutes? No need to worry. Appointment listening for all ESP Media broadcasts can be found at soundcloud.com backslash ESP Media or subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Search for ESP Media. Appointment listening by ESP Media since 2010. Liam Hamill with the touchdown run off the left side makes the score 50-20 to in favor of Lebanon, the exact same score we had last week in an opening round defeat to the hands of Sycamore. Coming out for this kickoff, Lebanon's expecting the onside kick with 8-11 to play. They have nine men within six yards of midfield. Ball lined up at the 40 for the kick. And we'll see if Loveland does indeed try the onside kick. They're lined up in traditional kickoff formation, five on either side. And as it's kicked away, it will be a traditional kickoff sent deep. Myers lets it bounce to him at the 15-yard line. Myers going to try and go to the right side and is tripped up as he crosses the 20 to the 22-yard line. That's where the Warriors will take over and really look to just bleed as much as clock off as it can. 8.05 remaining in the contest. Looks like Lebanon's keeping their first unit in. little surprised with that, especially that we're still seeing Keith Farr in the ballgame for the Warriors with the margin the way it is, and he's already had a five-touchdown night. A little surprised that, uh, that you would leave him in there, potentially risking something happening. Clock is rolling. 
as we've crossed the 30-point margin threshold. Favre's going to get the handoff, cutting right side, trying to work into the middle, just drags Zach Owens once again for an extra few yards out across the 32 to the 33-yard line. And I'll tell you what, there's been a couple times where uh, Loveland's had him bottled up and moving slow, and they're going for that ball, and he just will not give it up. They had that fumble in the first quarter. And again, we thought it was going to be continuing momentum for Loveland at that point, already with the lead, and then far with the far lost the fumble in the first quarter. But since then, he has been simply spectacular. And give a call to this Lebanon offensive line as they have controlled things from the get-go. Far, no, pulls it back. Does the quarterback Marsh slipping through defenders? He is so slick. He crosses the 40 to the 41-yard line for a first down. He's almost like a drop of water moving in and around his line, and he's so hard to grab a hold of. And because he's only five foot nine, he's so low to the ground, it is hard to get low on him to bring him down. Yeah, he, they do that read option, and he kind of hides behind that line of scrimmage. So the Loveland Tigers defense is getting a late jump on him because they don't know he has the ball. 6.35 remaining. We have a brief stoppage in play for something on the far sideline. Not sure what it is. It is first and ten for the Warriors as the, the Loveland cheerleaders and student section trying to make noise, try to inspire their defense on to try and get a stop, create a turnover, whatever the case may be as things are looking dire here for the Tigers, trailing by 30 with 6.34 to go. I'd like to see that. Most of the kids have hung around on both sides, I might add. So quite... Quite a large contingent on both sides still remaining. Some folks have already called it a night. Still a great crowd supporting both schools. Back to action from the 41. Low snap handled by Marsh. Gives it to Farr up the middle across the 45 to the 48-yard line. Be about the first man to, to hit him. And Farr just so strong in the legs just falls forward for an extra couple of yards. Yeah, it looks like the Tigers' defense tonight has – not really had an answer for them. Um, they're able to stop the big plays so far this second half, except for a, a throwing play by Marsh. But even when they do stop him in a way, he still is able to get four or five yards. Second and three for the Warriors. Just shy of midfield. Low snap, Marsh has to take it himself. He'll cross midfield and he'll have a first down. It's been that kind of night for the Warriors offense. A low snap. It looked like it was going to be another simple handoff to Farr. And Marsh had to scoop it up off of his shoe tops and was still able to get off the right side and pick up the first down. Yeah, Trent Williamson there was able to fire through the line. And, again, almost got there right as Marsh was picking it up off the ground. But he's so elusive, he was able to make a miss in the backfield and get that first down. Keith Farr checks out for Lebanon and slapping a few hands. He might be done for the night. Luke Stanfield will take his place. The junior tailback to the left of Marsh. Under five minutes to go. Marsh hands off to Stanfield straight up the middle. Ion Davis brings him down at the 46-yard line, gain of two. I think if you're Lebanon, there's no reason to put Keith Farr back into this ballgame. Yeah, and, and, and you said it just the risk and in, excuse me, risking injury. Um, you know, he's a promising piece of your offense and why risk that if you don't have to? He's 
can see him from here. He's getting a, a bottle of fluids to put into his system. But I, I would be surprised if we see him again unless something comes up on the field where he has to go in. And even at that point, Lebanon has other bodies they can put onto the field. Second and eight, Stanfield. Going to take it right up the middle and gets to the 40. And if Ian Davis doesn't grab by the heels, he's got a longer run, but a flag is thrown back at midfield, generally in the area of holding, and that's exactly what it is. So negate that run from Luke Stanfield. And it'll back Lebanon up into their own territory. Penalty moves it back to the 11 and 40. They marked it. They initially marked it back 10 yards from the spot. And there you go. So it is at the 40-yard line. It'll be second and 22. Under four minutes remaining here in Loveland. Once again, as a reminder, Tigers back on the road next week as they head to take on ECC rival Milford. We'll have all the coverage for you. Kickoff at 7 o'clock right here on ESP Media. Hand off to Stanfield in the middle. Big hole, Stanfield across midfield and more. Stanfield's going to get near the first down marker, and I think he's going to have it at the 37-yard line. Boy, the interior of that offensive line, Brock, just continues to dominate. Yeah, they're sealing off the linemen up front and able to get up to that second level and really hit those linebackers and, and giving the running backs opportunities to get five yards past the line of scrimmage before they have to worry about running into anybody. On second and 22, Luke Stanfield picks up 23, and it looks like we have a change in quarterback now for the Warriors as Braden Everett comes in, the freshman, to take the snaps as Marsh's night, Ethan Marsh's night, probably over. Stanfield handoff off the left side, trying to cut it back into the middle. He is dropped after a short gain by Bebout, just a pickup of one. Under three minutes to go. Stanfield very smart as well in the situation. He has two hands over the ball. To quote a, a long time ago Disney movie, probably came up before you were born there, Brock. Tighter than, he has covered the ball tighter than a lid on a pickle jar. Yeah, I don't know that movie. Thank you very much. <laughs> now you just made me feel old. 2.15 to go, second and nine from the 36. Google it, kids. And up in the middle of Stanfield, he has stood up. He'll still fall forward for a small gain. Rissy Stanchi, the first to meet him for the Tigers, and Stanfield still able to get a couple to the 33-yard line with exactly two minutes remaining. And even though Lebanon uh, has brought in their backup quarterback and backup running back, their line has pretty much stayed the same, and uh, Loveland now yep. is, is holding holding tight with them. So I think stacking the box here in the second yep. half has worked out to their advantage. Give credit to right guard Wyatt Boggs, left guard Matt Sprendell, and center Cody Evans. They have dominated up front for the Warriors all night long as a lot of these runs have been at the middle. Stanfield trapped the middle, cut left side to the 30-yard line. It'll be brought down to make it fourth and three for the Warriors with 120 remaining. And likely see the Warriors go ahead and go for this on fourth down, and if they convert, they could just kneel the clock out from there. Loveland's still a lot of work to do the rest of the season, especially 
stopping the run. As Brock said, they've played, they've been better here in the second half. But four second quarter touchdowns from Keith Farr really put this one out of reach. Clock down to 45 seconds, and Lebanon will take a timeout. Coach Hopkins willing to bleed off as much clock as he can. Fourth and three with 44 seconds left, and his team leading 50 to 20. Nothing more, I would think, on both sides here than just kind of a teaching moment. Here's what we'll do if this is a, a, a one-score ball game or what have you. Also a chance for, as we as we talked about, some of the, uh, the reserves get in there, get some game experience under their belts. You never know when that could pay off down the road. You make a play like this for some of the backups in there, that gets yourself good tape. Absolutely. And, you know, for, for the Tigers here, they have to look at the game and have to look at their uh, the small victories. Um, I thought uh, Calvin Cloud looked a lot better tonight throwing the ball, um, although he was under pressure a lot of the night. But when he did have time, he didn't overthrow the open receivers like we saw in the first week. So that is a plus. Yeah, cut down on the misses for sure. There were a couple I'm sure he'd like to have back in this game. But, yes, Mutt more in sync. They just have to build that consistency with the drives. Hand up, stamped up the middle. He'll have the first down. Across the 25 to the 23-yard line, and that'll that should just about do it. Clock continues to roll with 30 seconds left, and with the play clock reset, Lebanon doesn't have to take another snap here. And the way they're huddled near their own sideline, I don't think they will. So for the second straight week, Loveland is going to fall by a score of 50 to 20. The Tigers are going to go to 0-2 on the season. Meanwhile, Lebanon picks up their first win of the year to even their record at 1-1. There's the final horn, and Lebanon with a dominant victory led by that offensive line and Keith Farr's five-touchdown effort. They knock off Loveland by a score of 50-20. Our next Loveland Tigers broadcast coming next Friday when the Tigers head to Milford. Kickoff at 7 p.m. We'll have the coverage for you right here on ESP Media. So for Brock Faulkner, I'm Jason Griefer. We thank you so much for joining us. Tigers still a long season, but they fall for the second straight week by a score of 50-20 here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.